These guys know more than your favorite team's general manager. These are the Armchair Athletes, hosted by Taylor, Terrell, and Clayton. The best place to get your craving for all the top sports. Only on CMRU.ca. Buy students for you. My mic was off there for a second. We're off to a great start. Welcome to the latest episode of the Armchair Athletes on CMRU.ca with Clayton. Terrell. Taylor. And Will. And we've got special guest today, second time on the show. He's coming for that guest appearance moving record. Up the rankings. Uh, Ali Murji. Ali, how are you doing today, buddy? I'm good. How are you guys today? Um, all right. Not a great week for the Clayton Yates sports teams. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure what the Dallas Mavericks, what they're, how they're doing in the last week, but I know that VGK and Seattle are combined 0-4 in the last week, so... I'm sure we're going to talk both of those here, and why not start off with the NHL segment. Um, So I think we're going to start off with the winners and losers. Ali, feel free to jump in at any point here. Uh, Does this guy need into the (laughs) studio here? Anyways, I'm going to get going on my winners and losers. Great way to start off the show. Uh, (laughs) So we're going to start off with the first winner of the week. It is the Nashville Predators. And they've won six straight. They're back to above 500 now after a disastrous start, I would say. It looked like they were going to be maybe in the tank for Celebrini at the start of the season. But won six straight. They're now 11-10. and 10. Philip Forsberg, been crazy good for them, has 27 points in 21 games. Wow. I was not expecting that from him, I have to admit. Yeah, he's he had that big year in his contract year. Now I think it was 2022, but... Yep kind of fell back a little bit back down to earth last season but going crazy again this year so he's been one of the most underrated players in the league by far I'd put him top five most underrated and I think it's because you see a kind of that trend with a lot of underrated players where it's they play in a market where that doesn't get much attention and I think that's the case for Forsberg like if he was playing in Toronto I think he'd be he'd be yeah. hyped up yeah, exactly one, right yeah. so next William Nylander you know right everything so. going uh next winner here believe it or not Hell has frozen over on the armchair athletes. The Edmonton Oilers are a winner on Ooh. this show. Excuse me. Let's go. <laughs> it's a new day. My dad was saying that he had a friend who listened to the show for the first time last week who's an Edmonton Oilers fan. So I, I, don't, I don't know if I have to provide some context here, but I've made the Oilers. They've been four times ultimate losers on the show already this season. So this is the first time that they're a winner. Um, I'm saying this right now. That's the only team award they're winning this entire season. <laughs> Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't doubt it. But speaking of their team, they have three straight wins. Two of them were really dominant. Five nothing win against Washington, who's played pretty good lately. Eight two win against Anaheim, who hasn't played good lately. And then they beat Vegas five four in the shootout on Tuesday. Uh, Connor McDavid twelve points in the last three games. He's back straight up. Uh, still nine points back in Nikita Kucherov for first in the league. But knowing McDavid, probably close the gap and end up winning the Art Ross again this year. However, my concerns still remain the same with this team, regardless of the week that they have. That, And I think this kind of just proves it. Like, if McDavid's playing well, then the team, I guess, is winning. But they need McDavid to get those out-of-this-world numbers in order to win, it seems. Um, my concerns still remain the same with the depth, goaltending, defense on that team. Now for the big-time winner. The Detroit Red Wings... And they've went 2-1 and one this week with a 5-2 win against Washington, 4-1 win against Minnesota. Had a 3-2 loss last night against the Rangers, but who hasn't been losing to the Rangers? It'll actually 
be talking about that with the loser segment, uh, foreshadowing that. Um, and the Red Wings, a big part of why they're the big-time winner for me, they signed Patrick Kane to that one-year $2.75 million deal. And I like this move for the Red Wings. I've seen a lot of people that weren't high on Patrick Kane. But I think it's a very low-risk move at that AAV and only one season. So if he has a bad year, you're out of it after this year. And Kane's reunited now with Alex Debrinkit. Those two found success in Chicago playing together. And since Debrinkit's playing well already and has 20 points in 21 games, I think this could only make him better. Um, and the last season that those two played together in Chicago, Patrick Kane had 92 points, Debrinkit had 78 and 41 goals. So they've had a lot of success in the past on the Chicago Blackhawks, and I think they're playing on a way better team now than they were then. So I think Detroit at this point is getting close to being almost, I, I don't want to say playoff lock, but they're in the playoff conversation. I think they will be for the rest of the season. Ali, your thoughts on the last two? I... Personally, about Patrick Kane, I don't think he's going to make that much of an impact. Really? Um, he had a hip surgery, correct? Yeah, and that's the thing, too, is like it's the same surgery that people are saying that Nicholas Backstrom had, and we know he wasn't the same player when he yeah. came back. So. I could easily see this becoming like a Yarmer Yager to the Calgary Flames situation, where after like 20 games, it's like, okay, he's just not the same player. Just let him go. Yeah. Um, but again, low-risk move, right? Putting him again with Dabrinkit, that's seems like an insane duo so i like i don't mind the move i think it's a great signing for detroit i just don't see him making the same impact he did in chicago yeah i i don't think he's going to be that 92 point player i think he'll be closer to last year i think he had 57 points in total off the top of my head there um and he actually wasn't bad on the new york rangers like a lot of people act like that move kind of sunk the team last season far from the case he was actually very good in the playoffs had six points in seven games which was a lot of the other top stars on the rangers that didn't really perform during that playoff series but now we flip over to the losers uh i'm not excited to talk about this part but for the first two losers here got the boston bruins and they've lost three in a row including a 7-4 loss to the rangers on saturday and it appears as though I think that the Rangers have kind of taken over as maybe the best team in the Eastern Conference so far this season. I know that they're in first, but I think just overall, um, despite the points, I think they are the best team right now in the Eastern Conference. Got a good goaltending duel with Quick and Chesterkin. But the Bruins kind of looked like they were going to run away with the conference lead at the start. It was maybe going to look like last season's President's Trophy winning team. But maybe going through some adversity now, which I think can actually help the group. I think that it's kind of an issue if you look at the pattern of President's Trophy winners where they don't deal with much adversity and then come playoff time, they go through some struggles. So, The second loser here, this is kind of a funny one. NHL referees, specifically the guys that were refereeing the Florida-Ottawa game on Monday, because they had to deal with 167 combined penalty minutes in that game. Pretty wild game. Do they write up their own, do they do their own write-ups? Do you guys know that? I would not know that off the top of my head. Because you know, like, when you're a minor hockey ref, you have to do a write-up for every single major penalty? Yeah. Imagine how long they'd have to sit there <laughs> if they had to do 167 penalty minutes. Uh, they I, might get someone else yeah. to do that for them, but... I would have to think, because everything's recorded, that they probably wouldn't have to, but... Yeah. Honestly, I was really disappointed we didn't see a Kachuk fight. Yeah. That would have been awesome. Like, everyone fought in there besides those two, so... Yeah. Uh, yeah. They were kind of in the box... 
They were in the box and they were chirping each other from the bench. I know but it was kind of like opposites. Like one was on the ice and yeah. one was either in the box. Like yeah. It was kind of weird. They never really lined up for it. But Yeah. I, I still want to see those two go at yeah, it someday. Yeah, that would be so much fun. I feel like we're going to have it, especially like the Florida-Ottawa rivalries starting to brew a little bit now. Yeah. I hope one day. And finally here, so I'm not very excited to talk about this, the ultimate losers, the Vegas Golden Knights. Elaborate. Uh, uh, the Vegas Golden Knights is what I meant to say, I guess. But um, So, by the way, no one can ever accuse me of being biased again. It's impossible to be biased if I make my team the ultimate losers. Who, who ever accused you of being biased? Clay? I don't know. I faced some... Fools. Ali- <laughs> Fools out there accused them of being biased. <laughs> As... Golden Knights lost to the Coyotes, the Flames, and the Oilers in the last week. Me and Ali were at that Flames game. Tough ending, but... Yeah, what a game, though. Honestly, four seconds left. Uyghur yeah. it. Uh, I still feel Hill should have had that last shot, but yeah. I think it w- But at the same time, too, like I've said, I don't think Hill was at fault for that game because he made saved so no. many goals in that game that... Like, I think right off the bat there, I forget who it was, caught a pass right out front, tipped it, and Hill yeah, came no, across he last had an second. insane to- game, but... That last goal it was just poor positioning. Maybe this is where I can take victory laps. I was completely right about Aiden Hill at the start of the season. <laughs> I predicted him to be a Vesna finalist. It was a bold prediction, and it's looking true. So, um, But three teams that I really thought that the Golden Knights should have beaten the last week, uh, three teams I think they're better than. But it doesn't really help that Shea Theodore, who played pretty well at the start of the year for Vegas, now... Um, Week to week after getting surgery. That's a huge loss, and I said it to you in the middle of the game the other day, Ali, that this was a game where they could have used Shea Theodore. And in addition, Martinez is out too. Two key losses. Yeah, no, they definitely could have used Shea Theodore there, especially on that last goal too, right? We just came in and just sniped it. Like There was really no defense there. So, Also important to note, Alex Petrangelo got interfered with on that play. Now, he his 100-mile-an-hour speed would have stopped Uyghur from taking that shot oh boohoo I know honestly it's it's all oh, the refs didn't make a favor call for Vegas like you know it just sucks right Bettman didn't make the call in time I guess whatever anyways <laughs> uh so but I truly I'm gonna say this I don't think the sky's falling yet for the Golden Knights there's no need to panic at this point I think like the Bruins they're gonna be fine overall and you think back to last season the Golden Knights went through a bad run in I believe it's December and January and they had missed the playoffs the year before, and people were like, is it happening again? And it didn't, and we all know what happened after that. Um, they seem to go through at least one stretch, it seems like, ever since that first season, where they go through one stretch of season where you're like, man, this team is complete frauds. And the sky's only really ever fallen once, So, um, and that was because of injuries. But with that being said, I don't think that the sky is going to fall this season. But you do want to turn it around because you do want to win the Pacific Division. And L.A. and Vancouver are both coming at you right now in that spot. Um, so, now that the winner and losers are wrapped up, Ali, I have to ask you about your Montreal Canadiens. And Taylor, Cabs fan as well, I expect you to jump in on this, this discussion. Um, really seems like the Habs kind of are getting towards the end of that rebuild, and it really seems like they could be a year or two away. Sorry, I'm really sorry to interrupt you, but uh, Nikita Zadorov just got traded to the Vancouver Canucks. Oh, for, breaking news! Uh, fifth round pick and a third round pick. Uh, fifth round Ew. pick is in 2024. Third round pick is in 2026. That's it. Yep. 
I Interesting guess. fact about Nikita Dezodorov, he eats his chicken wings plain with no sauce. I believe that. That is a that's <laughs> lunatic. That's the most Zadorov quote or Zadorov fact I've ever. My heard. friend's been to lunch with him once before, and he was gobfounded when he found out he eats plain chicken wings, no salt, no that's nothing. That's crazy. I was get so out of here about the Zadorov <laughs> thing that you just bring up. I'm surprised they didn't get a second rounder out of that trade because I, there's yeah. a lot of teams that want a guy that big on their defense. You yeah. know what I mean? I am a little shocked that he didn't get a second, but I do think a second's a bit of an overpayment, honestly. Sidorov is not a great defenseman. He's more big boom, right? I'd rather go for the big hit, go for the highlight play, and I think that's why people like him so much and overvalue him. Canucks have been making good moves this year. They are. They are. But I that, do that, like Sidorov in Vancouver. I don't know if they you needed, need him and Myers. I will say they needed a guy to strengthen that defense yeah. because Susie's out. He's hurt. I've got a couple of guys on their blue line out. Um, trying to think off the top of my head here. I can't quite remember. I think Myers might be hurt too right now which mm, think so. which uh it's not a very strong blue line outside of Quinn Hughes so I think you need any kind of guy you can get on that team so Zadorov definitely I think I like that move for Vancouver is he in a contract year too yes he is in a contract year okay. honestly though I think Vancouver went for the wrong defenseman they should have brought back Chris Tanev if they had the chance but I does think Chris Tanev works so well on that Vancouver team Chris Tanev I think that would cost at least a first, a first round pick 100% but if you're Vancouver like you got Pedersen becoming an RFA. Like, this is your prove-it time to say, we're here, we're ready to win. And honestly, this is the weakest the Pacific has been, I would say, besides Vegas. Like, Seattle's having a slump. The only Oilers, other one is L.A., I guess. Well, yeah, L.A., yeah, they are good. I'm not going to lie about that. But the Oilers were probably the highest team. Everyone said they were cup favorites. Where are they now, right? Yeah. So... I would highly say this is probably one of the Canucks' best years to go all the way. Yeah, for sure. This is kind of the year they kind of have to do it, I think. Yeah. And the way Demko's playing right now, too, he's by far the best goaltender in the Pacific. And not only that, Quinn Hughes, as I mentioned, probably the Norris. Yeah. He's having the Carlson last year. Yeah. He's going off. Um, So circle back to the Habs here for a second. We were going to talk, and I was going to say that looks like they're kind of towards the end of their rebuild, it seems. And it really seems like the Habs are almost a year or two away from starting to compete for a playoff spot. I think if they maybe get a good off season here um, in 2024, that maybe you could maybe start putting them in the playoff discussion. Like they're obviously, I think, a few years away from cup contending. But I, think I I feel like though when we went to the Cup Finals a couple years ago, you would have said at the starting of the year that we're a couple years away from and Cup contending. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent for sure. Um, Ali, I want and Taylor as well. Want to know what you guys have thought the Habs this year, and do you think maybe that the rebuild has been speeded up here within the last year? I wouldn't say sped up. Um, I I'm really happy with like Sean Monahan. He's been killing it. Uh, Cole Caulfield looks like a forty goal perennial scorer. Um, I'm really happy. I think it's just continuing to build through the system. Don't panic right now because you don't want to end up in an Ottawa situation where they are trying to win, but they're still stuck in that rebuild mode. Um, but yeah, Slavkovsky, I'm excited for him once he comes. Ryan Backer, I think, is going to be an incredible defenseman for us. Yeah. Even though I would have loved Mishkov, I think that guy's <laughs> going to be insane. But yeah, I think just pause for a little bit. Just keep the rebuild going because obviously if we go in right now and we try to speed it up. You're not beating New York. You're not beating Tampa. You're not beating Florida, right? You're not beating half of these teams. Let the Bostons and Tampas die down in age, and then that's probably the time to strike. 
That's, I think, a very good point, actually. Taylor? Um, I'm, I'm with you there. I think, like, two. The tough part for the Canadians over the past couple of years especially, we get, we are plagued with the injury bug. Mm-hmm. Our, especially our, our defense. Yeah. Like, Arbor's out right now. Mm-hmm. Weidman's out right now. Savard's out right now. So that's three of our top six, for sure. So we got Jaden Struble, who's a rookie, who's yeah. just coming up this road trip. I think who actually has been though. who's yeah, actually been really good. good. But him, Lindstrom, like guys that are like they're they're playing for the rocket if all these guys aren't injured and they're not coming up. So that's the other thing that's tough about moving ahead from a rebuild is when half your team is injured for a lot of the year and you're bringing up the Laval Rocket all yeah. the time. Mm-hmm. It is really 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 hard to like sustain yeah the growth yeah. when you're getting when you're getting plagued with injuries. And the same thing that happened last year. We started off pretty well and then everybody's injured and then the only guy on your team that plays the whole season is Suzuki. So it's that's the one thing that is kind of a setback, I think, for the Canadians a lot of the time. And it's not obviously not their fault, but um, I, I hope that by you know middle to end of the season we can get most of those guys back for a stretch. And then I'd like to see us at mostly full strength. I also I don't know about you, I find our goaltending good, but I f- think we need to get rid of them. Yeah, one. Yeah, we need to hundred percent. I I don't think we need a three. These aren't Stanley Cup goaltenders. No, right? I like Montembeau. He's, yeah, he's I think good. I think as a backup he'd be sufficeable for mm-hmm. sure. But I think I, I don't I've never been a fan of Allen. Oh. And Primo for me, same kind of thing. Not not special. Yeah. yeah. So I think we gotta get rid of both those guys and get a good goalie. Keep Montembo because he's been having a good year, but I don't think he needs to play as much as he is. I think he can he can play that 30-40% max in a season. Um and try and get some pieces. I know people like Jake Allen and Primo are probably not the most valuable, but if someone is looking to bolster their their goaltending, they're not bad second options. I just think a three goalie tandem at this state, like you don't need that. And I think we could benefit from another good goalie. We haven't had a good goalie since Price. Yeah. So yeah. it's tough, right? And it, it's going to be tough because honestly, if you look at the market right now, what team is willing to sell a goaltender? I a good like starting goaltender. a good starting goaltender. I'm it's tough. Carter Hart, Anaheim, like John Gibson. But again, I don't. But not by, the time, uh, yeah, but by the time, but by the time, like by the, the time we're ready, yeah, I'm thinking Carter Hart is probably the best option. And he's like, yeah, because he's young enough that he'd still be good. But like, I don't know. There's people that were saying maybe Dan Vladar, but I just don't think that's a starting no, goalie. No, dare I say, two years left on their contracts. Aiden Hill and Logan. I, Thompson that's what I was just Vegas. about to say. I would take either you of them because they're both young. I, I, I've, I haven't brought it up on the show yet. But it's interesting. I thought it was interesting in the off season when Vegas signed Aiden Hill to a two year deal. Because Logan Thompson's on a two-year deal now, he's making uh, league minimum, whereas Hill's making the five million. So you're not spending much on goaltending, anyways. But I think that whichever one plays better out of those two over the next two, uh, this season and next season, is going to get the contract from Vegas, and the other guy I think is going to be headed to free agency. And I mean, both those guys are good goalies. I think the other guy that does go to free agency will still get paid. Is that a guy that you would maybe want as a Logan Thompson, let's say? I wouldn't mind him. Yeah. Um, yeah. Same. I think there are better options than Logan Thompson, though. If we're going to look like three years in the future, I think you could definitely. Because yeah, how old is Logan Thompson? Twenty five, twenty six. Twenty six. Yeah. So he's already yeah. almost thirty he by the time, and he's maybe. and then he's got to be our franchise goalie. Yeah. So that's the thing with. But goalies at the also, same. I'm not a fan of getting goalies in free agency. Like no, honestly, yeah. how many times has it worked out? Like Sergei Bobrovsky, Jack he had Campbell, sixteen good games. Jack Campbell. 
Uh, Jacob Markstrom, he had one good season too. I won't blame him for that. Braden Holpe was another good one. Yeah. Right? Like, has a free agent ever worked as a goaltender? Not, not really. And it's just like I don't want to, I don't want to risk it for something yeah. that's going to end up not working out. As much as it'd be nice to have a goalie, it's not like the most dire thing I think the Canes need right now. So I think you sit on the thing is, if we could try and sell soon. Because if we miss our opportunity to sell and wait a whole other year, then their their value goes down. Allen gets a year older, um, and like there's teams that could I think could use Allen, but and then Primo is an interesting one for me. I don't know how many teams would really really need a person like Primo. Yeah, yeah, but I guess goalie depth like he'd be playing in the AHL, again. The Canes also okay. draft a goalie every single year. Yeah, yeah. We just it. drafted another goalie that's playing for Boston College with um, um, or not Boston College, Boston University with um. The Terriers, yeah. What's who's the guy that's really, really good that's supposed to go number one? This Celebrini. Year? Celebrini. He's playing Boston Terry, right? Yeah. yeah. So the goalie Canadians drafted in like the third round this year is playing there, and a lot of people are saying he's going to be the new thing. So that'll be interesting because if he is, and we buy and we pay for Logan Thompson, mm-hmm. and then he comes into the league, yeah, and he's playing as a backup. There's no point. It's not. It's not worth it. Yeah. So there's two ways to look at it. There's either I think by the end of the season we just send it and go for a goalie. And then that's our goalie. And then maybe if that other guy comes up, get rid of Montebo if he's still having a good career. Or you wait it out with the three goalie tandem, get rid of maybe one of the two backups, and then wait till that other guy comes in through the ranks. But build through the system. Yeah. That's it. I mean, this core already has Stanley Cup experience, which is crazy to say. <laughs> and a lot of our young players have always ended up just the Rocket are very good at yeah. bringing up players. They're kind of like the Raptors. Yeah. Like just good at producing young talent. And I feel like the Canadians are one of the teams that use their farm system the most in the NHL. Mm-hmm. Like, they give a lot, like, St. Louis and the, and the management give a lot and a lot and a lot of opportunity to these young guys, especially at the end of the season when maybe we're not doing so well or we're not going to make the playoffs or through injuries and stuff. We seem to call up a lot of players. Like, we've already had two players this year, I think, that have played their first NHL game. Mm-hmm. And last year we had a whole bunch. So they, they take the risks on the younger players to give them a chance. Um and it, it works out for the most part individually. And then I think as soon as we get those in, those injured key players back and full strength for hopefully a little while, we might have a chance. Because right now we're, we're, f- we're floating pretty average. Yeah, yeah, we are. Um, I'll continue on here, wrap up the NHL segment shortly. Um, some more news this week. Corey Perry was waived, had his contract terminated by Chicago. We will not be speculating any of the reasons on this show. We do not want to get any... Um, in any trouble. Um, next one here. Former NHL goalie Scott Darling was, was on a podcast this week. I'm, I can't quite remember which podcast it was. But when talking about the NHL player assistance program, I believe it was Pete Blackburn's podcast. Uh, Pete Blackburn brought it up and basically said, oh yeah, it's kind of a good thing. And Scott Darling, who um, uh, straight up said, like he immediately like kind of had an expression like, no. And then was like, he straight up said they're monsters, which there's been a lot of news this week. I'm sure if you're on the hockey Twitter and it seems like this has just kind of flown under the radar, it seems. And I think that's a discussion that needs to kind of be had because it's a very serious topic. The whole um, regard of the NHL player assistance program, it's kind of become among fans where like when we think of a player going into that, we're like, um, good for him. He's gotten the help he needs, which again, like, great. But I think there needs to be more talk about the program itself, and um, in regards to this quote here from Darling. 
Um, I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on that. But I personally always look to the NBA. I think the NBA does it really well when it comes to players. Yeah. Um, yeah, they give their players power. They let their par- players speak out, um, especially in hockey. I don't know. We haven't had that many players go into this program either, right? Yeah. We've had Carey Price, never heard from him again. Uh, Jacob Rana was another one. I haven't heard from him either. I, th- I feel like they're almost like held against their word that they're not supposed to speak out on it when they go in. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, I met Carey Price, and he didn't uh, post that, and he's out. And he didn't seem like reserved or anything. He's just still a very nice guy, and he still goes to Canadians games a lot. I see him sometimes. They pan and he's up in the box. So I feel like he doesn't want to talk about the situation. But I don't know if it's just because of his own privacy or if it's because the NHL is being like, "Hey, you're in here right now. You're not talking about what goes on behind closed doors." I wouldn't be shocked if it, the NHL is doing that because again, you're seeing all these allegations now come out, right? With like yeah. KW, Kyle Beach, right? And these are just hidden here for 10 decades of years, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I would not be shocked if anyone hasn't speaked out because of that. Mm-hmm. And the NHL is very team-oriented, owner-oriented. Like, you play for what's in front, not what's in the back, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Finally here to end off the segment, Ali, I want to ask you about jerseys since you are like the Elliot Friedman of jerseys <laughs> on Twitter, always breaking the latest news. Do you got any scoops for me here? Um, nothing currently. I think most of the jerseys have released. Okay. I believe there will be a couple more left. I'm not sure if a couple, but, um, there is going to be another one. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Alrighty. So just keep your eyes tuned. There will be more. And I just wanted to ask you as well on the show, we talked a bit about the Winter Classic jerseys last week. You and I have talked in person, but I want the viewers of the Armchair Athletes to get your thoughts as well. On the Winter Classic jerseys for each team, let's start off with the Seattle Kraken. It's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. I've been trying to get my hands on that one. Yeah. Um, sucks living in Canada because yeah. it's way tougher to get your hands on these jerseys. But, dude, that one is so perfect. Um, I The vintage white did look a little odd to me at first. Yeah. Um, but I do like it. I mean, if they use that uh, deeper ice blue on it, I think that would have been amazing. But, yeah, no, they absolutely killed it. I definitely need like a Jordan Everly or something or a Matty Beneers. That's a good one. Next one, Vegas Golden Knights. L. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's tough to see. I don't know. The gold and the vintage white just doesn't look good. I forgot you know what to, I mean? Like I it just feels like two different eras clashing. It I don't know. I just feel like it's tough because Vegas hasn't been around for a long time. Neither is Seattle. Yeah. But Seattle has roots with other pro sports teams that they take stuff from, whereas Vegas I just find like – but they, they, they try to make it look old, but they don't they, have any. Yeah, the thing with really the, the thing with Vegas that I want to complain about here is that they do have like the Las Vegas Wranglers were ECHL team in the '90s, I believe '90s and 2000s. They've had some absolutely killer jerseys. I think you could have done one maybe basic kind of around that. And I, to my knowledge, there's only been one jersey that was kind of based around the Wranglers and the Thunder. And it was the first reverse retro where it was red, which they said was an ode to the Wranglers, whose primary color was red. And then kind of the shape of the jersey, I guess the outline, was themed off of the Thunder with the V at the bottom. Um, So that's kind of my thoughts. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's one of those jerseys before you really judge. Um, Like, again, with the Flames Heritage Classic, I'm like, oh, that's it. And then you see it in person. It's like, wow, like the details on it are amazing. Uh, the numbers are amazing. I do I, like that. Yep. 
Um, but yeah, it's it's not a great Winter Classic jersey. It's just kind of plain. Yeah, I feel like Winter Classic yeah. has to be pop uh, has to pop and. Like I don't think it's the worst. I think that still belongs to the 2019 Chicago jersey, but yeah, mm. I'm not a fan. I don't know. I didn't like Edmonton's this year, but I I didn't mind the jersey itself. But we talked about it on the podcast. I didn't like the pants. Yeah. That color is oh, not good. Yeah, you can't have like two like colors okay with when that. the Canadians played in in the Commonwealth in 2000 and whatever mm-hmm. three or whatever when they had the chocolate colored pants. Yeah, that's Those nicer. Nice. Those were nice. When it's like that weird like. It just looked pale like pale brown. Honestly. Yeah, yeah. right. It was I, like, I, I was gonna say it, but I didn't. Yeah. yeah, no, it just didn't look right. Yeah. And I feel like the Flames made a better decision just going and keeping it red. 100%. But I do think that color would have worked better with the Flames than the Oilers, though. The brown? The brown with the Yeah, flames. I think so, too. Just because you're using mainly off-white. I, I just feel like the orange yeah. and that brown kind of clash. It just doesn't work. Yeah. No, it does not. Yeah. So that'll do it for the NHL segment this week. And speaking of Winter Classic jerseys, go look at the latest post on the TikTok of the armchair athletes I sent to Tally. Can we talk uh, about that list for a bit? Like, snubbing the 2011 Penguins? You, uh, and 2016 half. My thing, sorry, with, the, my thing with the 2011 Penguins is that it's so similar to the other Penguins jersey that I was like, I'm just going to do that one and kind of... Yeah, and 2016 halves. I'm sorry, that one was beautiful. See, I don't care for it. I don't care for the logo on that. Wow. Like the old okay. school. I love the numbers on Like the that old one. school looks like it's like the white drawn. one. Yeah. yeah. I like it. But I, I could also it. be biased. Yeah, same. I love I love the colors on that jersey, but I don't But again, know. they they did a good job it, with that cuz it looks heritage and they're old. They're yes. an old team. Yes. They've been around for a long time. Vegas made it look old when they're not old, so it's weird to yeah. to judge it. I don't the V just I don't know what it is. It just gives me vibes that it's like a beer league jersey. It does. It can see that. Whereas I the Canadians it's like they got the nice patches on the arms. The C is still like proportionate, and mm-hmm. it still looks kind of kind of cool. I don't know, and I just don't like the tone of the white that the Vegas used. It looks like it's almost like been worn and not cleaned. I do like that color though. I've you like the it. creamish kind of? I do. I just don't think it looks good with. Gold. I don't like it as a primary color either. I like it when it's like an accent. Uh-huh. So like uh, uh, the Kraken, don't they yeah. have a cream yes, stripe? Yep. that looks cool. That looks really good. When it's the whole jersey's cream, I don't know. It just looks like a. To me, it looks like a PE penny that no one has washed. I yeah. don't know why if it's just me, but well, that's just again, my. And I'm not trying to classic. just dig Vegas. I if it was it had the Canadians logo on it, and that's all it was, I'd be bored too. It's yeah. just, I was told one time that like the NHL is going to do cream all the time for Winter Classic now. Like there's no more white. Uh, again, as an ac- as an accent, perfect. But like we're going to see a lot more cream jerseys. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't like it as the main color. Just yeah, I would rather white like the Canadians. Just mm-hmm. clean, yeah. looks more neat, but. It's just me. With that being said, uh, that does it really for the NHL segment. Uh, I'm going to be posting my top five worst winter classic jerseys on the TikTok, which you can follow at Armchair Athletes, Instagram at The Armchair Athletes, Twitter at Chair Athletes, and we've got YouTube as well. So go check all those social media platforms out for the Armchair Athletes. I'm thinking... I'm thinking we end off with the NFL today as like the main event sure. of the show. So to let's... NBA? Let's go into NBA here. Um, Should we start with the baller league? of the week? We'll, we'll take it away. Say, who's been silent in the booth so far? I'm cooking. I'm, I'm cooking some graphics in here, boys. Uh, baller of the week this week, Shea Gilgis Alexander. Uh, Our Canadian king. Pretty good week. I mean, he went 2-1. and one. The one loss was NBA in-season tournament, which was tough. But he averaged 34.3 points, 5 assists, and 7 rebounds. So, I mean, I don't know. He's r- climbing up that rank for MVP this year. I would love to see that. 
He'll be the first Canadian since Nash, Nash right? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, that would be pretty cool. And to see a guard win it for the first time in a while. Since well, Westbrook, no. no? Harden. Was he after Westbrook? Yeah. Oh. Curry, yeah, West- Curry hasn't won one since no. Harden, right? Okay. Finals MVP, not regular season. Yeah, MVP. it's been Giannis, yeah. Jokic, and MVP. it's all big guys. Yeah. Yep. Which is kind of in that fraud Embiid shouldn't have won mm-hmm. it. Hundred percent. That should have been Jokic. Yeah. The voter there fatigue is the dumbest thing ever. Real. Absolutely. Friend of the show. Jokic yeah. should yeah. be on. We should be going back to back to back here. Yeah. MVP. But I don't know. It'd be just kind of cool. It'd be. He's cool. having oh, a yeah. really, really good season. Yeah. And the Thunder, as a team, have looked fantastic as they well. Just outside so of shade. Good. I, so I, I, they they're going to be interesting in this playoffs. It is scary hours for the Thunder. Like honestly, it's you have um, Josh Giddy, uh, Shea well, Gilgis. <laughs> We're not going to talk about we'll good enough that. on the court. Yeah. Josh Giddy um, on, yes. on the court. Yeah. Uh, there's someone I'm missing. Chet Holmgren. Chet Holmgren, right? And you yeah. have a bunch. Uh, both Williams. Picks. Yeah, yeah. Both Williams. Jalen yeah. is really good. I really yeah. like him. Like and all those first round picks. Yeah. Like this oh, is loaded. so scary. They could. They could. They could probably go trade for Giannis right now. Anybody really? Right. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah, it's true. Anybody they want, they could get. Yeah. Which they haven't needed to yet. They no. haven't struggled enough to be like, ah, oh, we need a star. But they're I already think they, a top three seed in the West. Like. I yeah. I think they're top three in net defense and top two in net offense. Oh jeez. So. Generally, to be a championship team, kind of hit that top 10 on both offense and defense, and obviously they're doing it. And it's so. just like it's working out with the picks they've already made, so they just keep that in the in the arsenal for for a later big splash if they're, it ever is needed. It's a say, dynasty in the making. They're going to have to trade some of the picks just because they have so many. And also but they're going to end up being the point where they're at, it's a 2024 pick. Yeah. And they're just going to be like, I don't need, we don't we need, don't need anybody. <laughs> so might as well package them and see. Uh, I don't really know what they could really use. Like, maybe just some depth on the bench. I guess, but again, oh, if you're getting rid of first round picks so for like depth, depth right it's yeah. like. But I mean, they have the ability to. Yeah. And I feel like. But I don't know if I'd rather take five picks and get. But then who's it? Who's it going to be? You just don't see like a Kawhi Leonard trade come up that often. You don't see. And this team is so good at sharing the ball, and everybody's equal. Yeah. And it's like yeah. you're going to bring a star in there, and the star is going to be like, I want the ball. And then it just might ruin Well, everything. in the NBA, someone always wants out. Like we had Damian Lillard That's want true. out last yeah. year, right? We had Kevin Durant the year before, Kyrie. Well, yeah. Right? Kevin There's always going to be stars. Year, yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> um, but yeah. Not this series going to stay with Dallas, I'm afraid. Yeah. Kyrie. 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 Kyrie? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Him and Luke have been looking actually pretty good so far. I, we all talked about it before the season that their defense might not look so great, but they've yeah. been playing pretty good considering they're, they're just outscoring probably. teams, which is yeah. what we said they're going to have. We said, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, if they can find that trade, I'm sure someone will want to be dealt in the, you know, somewhere towards the trade deadline. But mm-hmm. whoever that is, uh, they all obviously have the resources to do it, and I think they probably should. Um, I think they're at the point where you're right. They you know they don't really have to make a trade, but they just have so many. Draft I don't know. Picks. Maybe like as much as like Lou Dort's good, I think he could be a solid role player, and he doesn't need to start. Um, you can maybe go for someone in that. Yeah. that area and just drop someone down the bench. I don't know. I disagree. Lou Dort is so crucial to that team. That yeah. 3 and D is insane. If he we're is. talking one player right now, Pascal Siakam. That's who I was thinking with of Shea in my head, but I didn't want to say it. Like, I'm a yeah. Raptors fan, but Pascal with Shea would be insane. Well, who's they, their power forward right now? Um, I think it's Williams. Williams. I think it's Williams because you'll put Chet. Chet true, I guess Chet he's playing five. low. Yeah, I don't know. Again, Jalen Williams yeah. is so good for their team that I don't know if he really needs to be replaced. But I think I think if you have the opportunity to get someone like Siak, yeah, I'm not exactly. saying that's who it would yeah, be. It's true. Then, but again, if you same thing with Ludori, if you had someone to the opportunity. Yeah, that's true. I think honestly, it's just like if they have anyone out there really outside of maybe replacing uh, Chet or Shea, I think they're probably going to pull the trigger on that mm-hmm. just because 
whoever they could afford is probably going to be an improvement, even given how good their team is. Yeah, it's just it's tough because that team's got so much good chemistry right now that I don't know if you want to mess with it with getting a star. That's true. Because there's always... There is the odd star here and there that's unselfish and, and just, plays for himself. Yeah, that's true. But, you never know how it's going to work. But it could. I, I don't know why. I just feel like it could ruin the mojo a little bit. I also think that that's like – I can't – I know where you're coming from with that, but I just don't know, like, if they have the opportunity to do it, I don't think you should let, like – well, they might be uh, – they might mess up the chemistry in the locker room. Like, that might happen. I don't know if you should let that stop you from picking up, like, an all-star or an all-NBA caliber player. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you want to talk about the Raptors, train DeMar DeRozan – that's like, yes, yes. Yeah, that's true. Franchise guy for a like Rental. let's be honest, he was kind of a baby, right? Getting out yeah. of San Antonio. Yeah. And you didn't even know if he was gonna play a one year contract. Like, yeah, that definitely should have messed with the chemistry, mm-hmm. but ended up with a ring. So And yeah, I think there's so many teams out there that would make that trade in a heartbeat, trade away mm-hmm. someone that they is like a beloved franchise player to win a ring. And honestly, I think that's justified. Um I kinda wanted to keep talking about the Raptors and we have them down here on the uh on the Google Doc, and I think I don't know if Will had something else to say, but my question is: Do you think that they should kind of leave the roster as it is, or should they try and you know blow it up and retool? Because I know Pascal's been part of trade talks for a long time. The Raptors, same with OG. Yes. Yeah, I think you got to trade somebody. Yeah. And I don't think you can trade Scotty. No. No, I think he's the one on the no trade list. If you're if Pers- you're trading someone like Scotty, it would be for like a high-tier player, yeah. and I just don't think that's the direction yeah. the Raptors are headed in right now. Personally, I don't think we trade OG either. No. Yeah, But, I mean, he's been in trade talks, but I don't think we trade him. I think he's, he's one of the best defensive players in the yes. in the league. And, like, you think a 3 and D, that it's is OG, OG yeah. and an OB. Mm-hmm. It's like it's him and Miles Turner have been in that fake trade talks for yeah. like the past <laughs> ever. Yeah, two or three seasons. Um, but I think, I think part of it is – that the Raptors have just their price for him is so high that they can't like no one's possibly going to match it. But if someone did, I think they would take it. It's I like I remember in the off season it was like multiple firsts and like solid role players alongside yeah. in order to get OG. Um, I saw a trade a three way trade, like a mock trade mm-hmm. with the Grizzlies and the Hawks, and so we traded Pascal, and I forget what else, but. The return package was Brandon Clark, A.J. Griffin, a 2026 second, and a 2027 second or something like I'm that. Not, no. I am not moved. I'm not no. moved. That is one. No, no. You, if you're trans Siakam, you get a first nerd strike. At yeah. very least, yeah. Honestly, my opinion on this, I think we're one piece away from contention. Like a Damian Lillard would have been perfect. Yeah. I know oh, he didn't want to be I would have sold here. the shit for Damian Lillard. I know he wouldn't be <laughs> I love that guy. Not here, but like. Again, you need a star to partner with Scotty and Siakam. And if yeah. you got that star, then that team becomes incredible. But right now, if you sign Siakam to that $50 million max, you sign OG to that $30 million max, and then you sign Scotty to a $30 million max the year after, you're paying a luxury tax for a playing team. Yeah. Do you really want to do that? Right? So I think that's the balance. Like, if a star requests a trade, like, I, uh, I knew a former Raptors person in there and they were so close to getting kevin durant last year yeah right yeah. well i remember the whole paul george russell westbrook thing they were going to come yeah. in a package yeah it was uh siakam for, van vliet and four first for westbrook and paul george and that was to keep Kawhi in toronto that was to yeah. keep Kawhi in toronto but which again, it's not working in la right now <laughs> apparently not looking and we've seen the whole super team thing i don't want the raptors to be labeled as a failed super team either no, no that's no. true that's horrible like you look at the nets how did that team not win nets. they imploded oh. so fast Although, as much as the Nets, yes, they did implode, 
injuries. They didn't come out that poorly. No, yeah. Like at this point, they're like an. Exciting they could be. They could be the Pistons right now. Yeah, that's true. And they're they, not. They're just. They're just good enough to like play watchable basketball, but they don't have any of their own picks, so they don't have like a benefit in losing. So they're kind of in like a weird limbo where they can play as good as they want, and it doesn't matter because they won't get good picks anyways because mm-hmm. they've traded away all. Some theirs. of their young guys are good though. Yeah, uh, Cam Thomas and Mikael Bridges are both fantastic, mm-hmm. and yeah. yeah. Um, I saw someone say like, "Oh, you shouldn't have went for Kyrie and Katie and Harden," but like. You look at that. The Brooklyn Nets were the definition of mediocrity. Yeah, you have a chance to sign Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Yeah, and you have a chance to trade for James Harden. I do that in a heartbeat. At yeah. that time, I'm yeah. doing that. In a it's heartbeat. like the risk that you don't think about because if it does pan out, you're you're winning three or four championships in a row. Yeah, I mean, I thought the chances of them actually panning out were higher than what happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they yeah. were like an inch away from. Yeah, going yeah. literally, if Kevin yeah. Chu had a or Kevin Durant had a smaller shoe size, they would. Yeah, they would have yeah. moved on. But he actually wears a shoe a uh, size bigger than what he actually does. So. Yeah, maybe he doesn't ball. anymore just because of that. <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't want it. If he really wanted to win, he'd wear two. I don't know. I think same thing with Phoenix smaller. right now. They're they're not playing super great. Raptors played good last night, and they're still trying to gel as well. I just feel like Kevin Durant has not had a team for more than a year or two to no, gel with. I, you can't yeah. say that about Phoenix. They were on a seven game win streak before the last game. That's true. Like and they were in. I mean, it's just like injury wise. They still, wise, have they still yeah. haven't got reps together as the team. They're, no, exactly. Getting chemistry as like these bench guys playing with Devin Booker. Yeah. And then a night with Kevin Durant. They haven't played as the team. That's what I'm saying. And I feel like. Kevin Durant since Golden State, really, yeah. or OKC, has had a year where all the stars are there. But yeah. also, we could also talk about the original OKC team. Imagine him, Westbrook, oh. and Harden all together, and they yeah. all just left. Yeah, and no, they, and that was insane. that was just because didn't work out. It just Harden didn't was, work out. Harden and Harden was still time. young yeah. and all that stuff, and he left, and then ended up being one of the best players in the NBA for a while. Yeah. Well, it's but because if, the owner didn't want to go to luxury tax to pay Harden. Like, imagine if they kept Harden. Exactly. That, that team might have still been a team. They're winning a chip. They made it to the NBA Finals at, like, 22-year-old. Yeah. yeah. Right? That's insane. And, I mean, obviously, you're not beating the Heatles. That LeBron team was crazy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No, it's just what could have been all <laughs> yeah. the time. Yeah. Terrell very much agrees you're not beating mm-hmm. LeBron. No. <laughs> not the Heat LeBron. I don't think anybody's beating Heat LeBron. Or 2016. No. It's true. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. 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 That's true. Wait, before Game 5 or after Game 5? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen, LeBron lets people win because he feels bad for them. That's, a, that's what I'm thinking. He, he let the Warriors... For the storyline. Yeah, he let the yeah. Warriors go up 3-1 because he knew he could win it anyway, so he wanted to get their hopes up first. Mm. Yeah, honestly, the West is insane, though. Yeah. Like, you got Nuggets, Mavericks, Pelicans, Thunder, Timberwolves, Lakers, Suns, like... And that's just off the top of my head. Yeah. yeah. That's insane. The Rockets are nothing to sneeze at, apparently. Yeah, yeah they've been the Rockets they've have been, been very good. Yeah. The one team that shocks me is the Memphis Grizzlies. How bad they've been, yeah. John Which Morant, I, man. Wow. <laughs> I don't know, because we were talking about the starting of the year and how good their record has been without John Morant, and we're like, ah, they'll probably be okay. Yeah. I know. Bain will have a good year. Who he has individually had a pretty good year, but they've just been so bad. They've, they've been also so been bad. super injured, though. Yeah. Marcus Smart out for, like, a month and a half. Mm. Steven Adams out for the year. Season, yeah. I mean, they're playing. They're Their playing bench isn't anything great either. Right but yeah. honestly, if you're the Grizzlies, do you want to build around John Morant? Like, if he's this unreliable, he puts you in this type of hole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unre- unreliable as a person, yes. I think as a as, player, as a person, no. no. As yeah. a player, that's the guy you want with the ball in yeah. your hands. We're getting we're getting like, set up for a for a John Morant second half miraculous comeback to bring him to the plans. Is he that franchise guy? On the on the court, he's proven it. Yeah, but can his actions off the court also prove it? I think that's something you'll have to see when he comes back. 
think that's a yeah. question. Thing is, like, if he's done it, if he does it, something else again, he's probably never playing in the NBA again. Yeah. So no. just stay off Instagram, buddy. NBA, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> IG Live has done nothing good for the NBA community. Nope. He's <laughs> only got eight more games. Eight more games left in suspension. Okay, yeah. see, like they're not. Th- they're yes, they're in a hole, but they're not in an unsurmountable hole. Cause yeah, so I mean, John Morant's gonna have to play MVP basketball, but yeah, for the last yeah fifty-ish games, because that'll be twenty-five games into the season at that point. And what so are they? Three and four, they won and four and thirteen. At this point, they're four games back of a play-in spot. So see, like that's not bad at all. That's not terrible. That's what, that's that's not awful. And there's other teams that could easily go on a slide. Yeah, I don't know in the West. Yeah, it's it's getting pretty stacked. Just because it's the West, I mm-hmm. I'm not I'm kind of not the Grizzlies. I just the one thing that I was really a fan of with the last couple of games in the NBA here is the Clippers getting beat by the ghosts of the Lob City Clippers. Oh, that's Jackson so and, funny, man. And DeAndre oh. Jordan. Dude, I honestly think nuggets. DeAndre Jordan just had a statement game and he might be starting to play a little more. There we go. We got a we got another MVP level player behind Jokic. That on the could bench. be the final statement game of his career. If I'm being honest. <laughs> yeah. No more yeah. statements. He's up there. Uh, yeah, he is. But I mean, hey, if they give him that opportunity, he has a 21 point game and 13 rebounds, and he hasn't played over like 10 minutes in like 10 years yeah. in a yeah. game. Hey, maybe Jokic needs a little bit of a spell of rest a little bit more often. Obviously, we've seen that he's a little more serviceable than we thought. He's still that guy, 35 years old. He's still really athletic. A couple of those lob plays were pretty nice. He's huge. He had 21 and 13, I think. Yeah. Which is, like, very good. For, for, yeah, 35-year-old back. Again, if he's going to play 10 minutes a game even, give him a chance. I don't know. I mean, played 34 minutes against the Clippers, that's crazy. After, when was it, like, he he probably hasn't played 34 minutes since he played with the Clippers. He's averaging uh, 16 minutes on the season. I think that's totally inflated by the... 34 minutes he played against yeah. Clippers because before that it's zero 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 zero. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I just think give him a shot. He seemed to do pretty well when he did get the money, uh, get the time. Obviously, yeah. Jokic is going to play the 35. But he, the last time he averaged over 30 minutes in a season was 2018 19 with the Mavs. Oh, I forgot he played for the Mavericks. Uh, that's just true. That was season. when the Mavs were. That was when Doncic was a rookie, right? Yep. 2018 19. Yeah. Okay. Well, even yeah. still, like I don't know. Give him a chance. I like DeAndre Jordan. Always kind of thought he was pretty solid. Uh, is there anything else we want to talk about with the NBA? Oh, I was saying uh, I put it in the in the. Um, did I put it in the NBA? Oh, I thought I did. Um, oh yeah. Well, this isn't NBA. This is um, college. But we saw that Bronny is cleared to play now yes. today. Yes, that's good. Um, I watched the USC game the other day. Um, they look decent, but I don't see them as a as a deep tournament team nope. or potentially even making the tournament at all with the Pac West being or Pac-12 being quite good this year. But um, I'm excited to see how Bronny plays. I've also seen a couple other players that haven't looked amazing so far in college, that Jared McCain, McCain oh, guy, yeah, that's the TikTok, TikTok guy, <laughs> um, who's like five-star, consensus is going to be like unreal player, hasn't been great so far. Um, but good for Bronny to come back, though. That didn't take long. He no. takes after his dad with his whole healing process for the most part. Superhuman athletic yeah. right there. Guess those Did you say they help. lost the other day? USC? Yeah. I don't know if they lost. I don't know what their record is. I'm going to look up uh, quickly. I mean, it's only been like five games in the season. Oh, and see, he hasn't played yet. They won 106-78 yesterday against Eastern Washington, who has one win on the season, and they are 5-2. and two. Did Bronny play? No. He just got cleared like today to be allowed to play. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. But they're five and two, which isn't awful. Or sorry, six and two now. Um, fourth in Pac-12. I mean, if we're talking about, you know, high-level recruits coming back, Mikey Williams, 
Have you guys seen oh, that article? He did out? get oh, acquitted. God. Yes. That lawyer went. We got Saul Goodman on the uh, case there. That was crazy. How many charges was he facing? It was like eight felony gun charges, and it's down to a misdemeanor. I think it was like thirty years in prison too. It's it was something it was crazy. Insane. But yeah, now it's charge will be reduced to a misdemeanor if Mikey completes anger and gun safety courses before its sentencing date, August twenty fourth. He went. He goes to Memphis, right? He yeah, got. Like, yeah. I, I don't know if he ever decommitted, but. but um, what is with Memphis? Ever got kicked out? <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> they're they're the, they're the Raiders of <laughs> college basketball. <laughs> yeah, like John Morant first, right? Yeah. Now we got Mikey Williams. Just the city, yeah. and the University it, of Memphis has Memphis. had troubles it's with the whole yeah. cheating thing. Oh, Penny true. Hardaway got in trouble with that. Oh yeah, and Derek Rose back in the day Derek didn't Rose. have the grades to actually go to school or something or like that. Yeah, Jalen Duran had a couple things go on. I heard. Yeah, that, man, Memphis is different, man. <laughs> um, I think. I guess actually the one thing I wanted to say here, just because I thought it was funny, is we had we saw a rare Jokic dunk, and he did it over Alper and Shangun, which I thought was pretty funny. We saw Jokic dunk on Baby Jokic. It's so weird that Jokic never dunks. Like honestly, he doesn't have to. He's just such a base. He's he's really basics. He's like a he's like a Tim Duncan with the playing the playmaking ability. High school high school basketball coach's dream right there. He's like big fundamental. uh, You guys ever watch like I think it's called Netball. Yes, where yes. it's just the hoop. That is very true. Dude, that, that was his crazy game. Yeah, that low. back in grade two. Yeah, like, netball play. legend right here. <laughs> Net- I can't say I've ever played that. No, me neither. I it looks horrible, but <laughs> it looks like one of those things that would just be so tough. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was gonna read to you guys the MVP ladder. Okay. Just let me know what you think. At one is Jokic. Deserved. At two is Doncic. At three is Joel Embiid. Four oh. is Shea. And Jason Tatum is five. Shea and JT switched from last okay. week. Get uh, did you see the Did you ball. see the rookie yes. one, which is interesting? You see number, who's number three in the rookie one now? Can you guys guess who the number three is in rookie one what, right Benyama? now? Benyama? Nope. Well, I know Chet and Wemby would be one and two. Yeah. Yeah, do you know who the number three is? Asar? Nope. Really? Oh, that's... I don't know. Grady Dick. Wouldn't be Grady Dick. He just got nope. sent down. No, he's... Jordan Hawkins from the Pelicans. Wow. Oh, really? yeah, no, he's been good. He's, he's been, been very been really good. good. UConn, good UConn legend. He just got his jersey retired by UConn the other day. What? Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, he won He won March Madness last year. Oh, yeah. That's Averaged, fair. like, 25 points a game last year in college, which I think was, like, a top 10 in the entire country. Hmm. Um, and, yeah, apparently he's, top, he's in the top three for the consensus for Rookie of the Year this year so far. Hmm. 37% from three. He's he's a bucket. 13-4-2. I mean, really, it's a, it's going to be a two-man race between Wemby and Chet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I but I just thought it was kind of that. interesting. Yeah, it is crazy. And you never know. Again, injuries can always happen, and then you never know. That would be kind of funny if we saw Jordan Hawkins win that. And uh, another guy, Jaime Hawkins Jr. has looked great for the Heat as well. That's what I said. That was my dark risk pick at the starting of the year, that if there was a chance that either of those two didn't win it, Jaime Hawkins would be it. But... Um, it's not gonna happen, obviously. No. no. Oops. It's Chet and Wemby's to lose. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah. yeah. Like those it's just, two are just it's insane. Just, yeah. And really, it's gonna come down to the fact that I think that Chet is just in a much better situation than Wemby is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's gonna put up better numbers. Well, maybe not put up better numbers, but he's gonna be in a. So in a far, he has put up better numbers, has he not? No. Uh, not nope. like purely. Wemby has better stats. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. But right. I think the, I would assume his efficiency is quite a bit worse. I think Wemby's gonna win it though, just because the media. Like, the media loves Webinyama. Yeah. yeah, but uh, I right? think also at the same time, I think it, the Chet comeback from injury story would be pretty good as well. It is, but it's Webinyama's. <laughs> it would be crazy <laughs> if we've said is the best player since LeBron, and, and he, doesn't, he doesn't, win doesn't win it. Yeah, uh, yeah I, but I think at the same time, a lot of people, maybe not a lot of people, but people should have expected maybe to take him a bit to develop, especially considering the position that the Spurs are in. 
They don't really. You know what's crazy though? European players are different for development. Yeah, that's true. Because they play since they're 15 against people that are professional. Like that's why Doncic has been so good. You look at you look at Doncic from like an athleticism standpoint, and if he probably went just regular high school in the U.S., he probably would have been what three-star recruit maybe at his max. He probably would have went to like a mid-major school, and who knows what he would be doing now. Whereas he played for Real Madrid when he was like 15. And he was playing, playing against, against Westbrook when he was 16 in like a preseason. Yeah, game. exactly, yeah. exactly. So it just it, it benefits so much. That's why the European guys are always just crazy. At least so now in the NBA. I mean, back in the day, obviously it was different, but um, nowadays it's just crazy how those European guys come in, and they're yeah. just like they've been playing against adults since they were. I'm just I'm looking 15. at uh, at Chet and Wemby's basketball reference pages. I didn't realize how good Chet has been shooting from three. 43 percent from deep on four attempts a game. That's pretty good. Like, Is he still at 50, 40, 90 as well? Uh, do, 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 do. No, he dropped his free throw percentage down to 87. Oh. But otherwise, yeah. 87 still, though. That's, yeah, that's a seven-foot-four yeah. guy. Yeah. Oh. Oh. He's been unreal. It's yeah. going to be great 20 years in the future when it's just a bunch of 7'5 guys that can yeah. Yeah. pull up like Anybody under 6'5 is going to not play in the game. Right yeah. Yeah. The, Raptor, <laughs> the Raptors, they started that trend, and it's it's – it's over with for somebody's like gonna that. be like a six three point guard and they're gonna be the Isaiah Thomas of the next generation. Gonna be like I miss Marcus Isaiah well out there. I yeah. mean the Raptors try to start it. It's just they didn't realize that, you know, you also need shooting. That's kind of very crucial. Yeah. That is true. So although I would say Dennis Schroeder's been playing pretty good so far. Yes, yes but if Dennis Schroeder's your best shooter, that's no, not a good yeah. sign. I don't know. I feel like Grady Dick hasn't had his full, yeah, he just got sent full down, opportunity. He? He's in yep. the nine oh five now. Let him develop, honestly. I, yeah, I honestly, that. the Raptors, I think, has the best development system in the NBA, and I'm not 100%. trying to even be biased. I'm sure it'll be fine. I think the Heat and are up there, too. Yeah, you I would say the Heat up the there. The but, like, you look at all the people that play for the Raptors right now are all 905 alum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So it's like you're in good hands. Mm-hmm. And the 905 are good this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They got a lot of players that are good. They've been that good could, forever. They've, been they've already won, I think, two since they've been. They haven't been a team for that long. Yeah. Nope. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I think it's just fine. You talk about the Raptors shooting, though. Uh it says here on the NBA.com they're the only team that ranks in the bottom five in both three-point shooting percentage and free throw percentage. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but that is not good. <laughs> That's not good, Terrell. What is no. their what is their team average for free throw shooting? Probably pretty low. 72.7. Oh, sorry, three or free throw? Free, free throw. throw. Oh, free throw is 72. Okay. Three-point is 34. 72% free throw? Yeah, that's horrible. That's crazy. Holy. It's like DeMar's daughter is still in the no, arena. No, don't, don't <laughs> say that. <laughs> We're cursed. Um, what's she the average? 75 <laughs> in the NBA? Or 76? Oh, we're talking like 80s. 80s. Yeah. yeah. Right. Is it? As yeah. a team? No. As a team, yeah. Shooting has 80. become that good. I didn't think it was 80. Yeah, 80. I'm pretty sure it's 80. It should be around 80. For players, the league average is 78. College basketball, it's like 72 or yeah. lower. So maybe they just forgot that they're in the NBA. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Siakam is the worst three-point shooter in the league. Uh, Whoa. Like for, for, for 50, yeah. like at least 50 attempts. What is he, 25%? 22. Whoa. That's not good. No. Just close your eyes next time. OG is shooting 41, though. Career this is basketball. the problem about Siakam. Is what, what is Dennis Schroeder shooting, 37? Keep talking. I'll find that out for you. <laughs> this is saying? the problem yeah. about Siakam right now is, like, 
everyone says trade him, but like if you're shooting 22 percent from three, how much what value, value are you? Are you the thing is get, though, he's right? so he. What is I want to I want to wonder what his field goal percentage is anywhere else. He's still shooting a pretty good clip. He's averaging like 30 points a game almost. But it's a three point league. No, it's yeah. true. It it's just like there's still is some players that can do well individually. He's still leading our team in scoring. That's why I'm saying the Thunder is perfect because, like, mm. if he doesn't have the ball, wow, just toss it out to Shea. Toss it out to Lou Dort, right? Mm. Toss it out to Chet, right? Yeah. So. Dennis Schroeder is 36%. See, that's there pretty go. good. I think that's one of his high. That's up close to near his high mm-hmm. in his career. Dennis He's Schroeder also in the last couple games has been averaging like 23 or 24. Scotty's averaging 37.9. Three point? Scotty. See, point. that's good. And like not You'll even take just that. catch so, and shoots anymore. Like he's pulling up. So really, like I would take anything over thirty three for Scotty. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's oh true. yeah, just above league average, really. That's not his game. Yeah, no. Well, but it could it become be. his game. Look it at Brook Lopez. Yeah. yeah, true. Well, I don't want Scotty to become Brook Lopez. No, 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 right. no, no. Three point wise, <laughs> three point wise, yeah, he yeah, went from like shooting like six a year to shooting like three hundred a year, yeah. and yeah. averaging yeah. and shooting forty five percent. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's interesting. The Raptors are in a weird limbo right now. I just... You got to yeah, build around Scotty, I think. Yeah. I just don't want to see Siakam walk. Like, I mean... Yeah, no. He did the same thing with Freddie, right? Freddie walked. Thing, yeah. it's like, if I don't know. I wasn't guy. super heartbroken from Freddie. No, but we could have traded him. We could have yeah, gotten something. something. Even if that's it was just thing. like a second round or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that's the you one thing. Something. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not disappointed he's gone. Yeah, but you would like to see him get moved for something. Yes, of course. Same with Lowry. Last minute, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was the whole thing. We had the year, the slump after the championship, and he kind of just seemed a little bit. I'm pretty fed up. sure Tyrese Maxey was in one of those deals, which that is the saddest part. Oh God, that's another guy that I would he love. He looks so good. Oh, Tyrese Maxey is one of my favorite young players in the NBA. Best player on the Sixers. Okay, I'm that, not. That's even, insane. That's bro, insane. I, I honestly, I honestly, maybe in a couple years he might be. Better than M. Flop, unfortunately. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. I don't like the Philadelphia 76ers at all, but Tyrese Maxey is redonkulous. And I dog on Embiid, but he's a great player, you know? It's just he's not Hey, a good who player. knows? Who knows? He could take a weird dip and then Tyrese Maxey might be the guy. I don't want to put that on him. I don't want to make I don't want to make that happen. We don't Paul, want the armchair no. athletes curse to strike. Paul Reed could become that guy. On That's the true. Yes. I'm sorry, Terrell. Were you talking about Luff Flop? Is that what you mean? Whoa. Uh, no, I was talking M Flop. See, all the all the fouls that uh, LeBron gets are completely justified and correct, and all the ones that Embiid gets are totally wrong. <laughs> yeah, LeBron <laughs> That's is really in a the difference. Seven foot one, like three hundred and fifty pound guy. Like, you shouldn't fall that easy. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's no, that's fair. I yeah. I do not like And Embiid. honestly, I don't think LeBron gets enough foul calls. If anyone touches him, they should be immediate technical, eject him from the game, get him out of there. They don't deserve. I, 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 I'm not trying to say he gets a lot of calls. Oh yeah, oh yeah, he does. He gets he a does. lot of he calls. He absolutely does. <laughs> like but there's it, some where I'm like, oh god, there's no one that even came close to touching it, him there. But uh, hey, him, he's the king, so it's he, whatever. He and Embiid are like up there in terms of like, why did you? Again, get a foul I still think there? LeBron takes the cake for foul calls that shouldn't be foul calls. Also, I don't Luca, know. Luca's underrated Luca, in that yeah, yeah. In foul baiting. Yeah. He's the big. F- Yep. Whip the head back. Marcus oh, yeah. Smart. That man is like he knows how to get a foul. Yeah. It's, Same with the, Kyle Lowry too. It's yeah. it's the thing is is it's becoming a skill. It is. And, and fair enough. Yeah. Like if that's you how the NBA is called like that, then you might as well you're getting free points, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like at the start of the year they were enforcing that like flop the technical flop te- thing. Yeah. And they I always st- heard I swear every single preseason or or like the summer league, they do a little bit and the first five games you're like, Whoa, they're calling that and then nothing. Yeah. It's done. They just I mean, give up. They, the refs just give up. Because it would be such like a it would be such a like if they called it every time, 
there'd be so many stops in play. Oh, yeah, they can't do it. Yeah. It's got to be pretty bad. Egregious, yeah. I hate it, though, when, like, they jump into the player to get the foul. Oh, I yes, hate that. That's, that's annoying. The three-point, that's, the, hard, that's, the, that's the hard and special. Like, yeah. yeah, true. Yeah. The same with the jumping for the three-point and, the and then leg kicking kick both legs yeah. Yeah. so you're, like, in a V. And, and it's, it's like, like, bro, like, you don't jump. No one jumps. They've cut that out, yeah. I think. But they have. But hard and it still happens sometimes. I was watching the Clippers game the other night, and he did it. And he got a foul call and hit an and one. And I was like... That was from like thirty-five feet out. Was that that nylon? That call? No, I don't know. I it was it was the regular broadcast, but I was just like, that's so bad. Like he didn't like usually you should go straight up and straight down. Yeah, he's like straight up and like six feet forward. The like the most frustrating part is when you know it's not a good shot and the only intention was to try and draw a foul. That is when it's really frustrating. I mean, fair enough, he made it. Yeah. So, uh, like. Even if they didn't call it, it would have still went in and it still would have been a crazy shot. It's just they give, especially Harden of a lot of players, they give him that. Curry, yeah. sometimes. Trey Young. Trey Young. I would say Curry gets called on it a lot more now. Um, I was watching a game the other night, too, where he got called on it, kicking his leg out. But, um, yeah, Trey Young's another one that that's like that, too. The thing with Trey Young is, is like, he's got to shoot 40% from three for the yeah. Hawks. Yeah. Like, it's tough. Like, he's he's dependent on a lot more than a lot of young stars. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, I think maybe quickly go through MLB, finish on NFL. Yeah. There really isn't a whole lot happening in the MLB. Um, I'll, go Severino. Some, I'll go through some of the signings. Shohei yeah, Otani to the Blue Jays. Hopefully. I don't even want to get my hopes up for that because I know it's not oh, going to happen. There was rumors that there might be trading Vladdy or Bo. Did you see I did. I did see calls not on happening. that. And that would be would tough if they got rid of both of them and just oh. took out Otani back, and they'd still be in square one. Uh, yeah. No, they wouldn't be back at square one. It would okay, be but Otani's not car- carrying the whole rest of the team with them two being gone. Mm-hmm. I mean, he kind Although of did it with the Angels. Vlad and Vlad has kind of dipped a little bit in his performance. I think the odds of either of them getting traded are incredibly low. I think the odds of Vlad getting traded over Bo are probably higher. Mm-hmm. Um, I still don't think either of them should get traded. The only argument maybe you could make for it is if they are going to pay Shohei Otani. And they're just going to run out of money because you can't pay Bichette. I don't Vlad think they're. I don't think they're really. I, it shouldn't be pennies. a concern. Let's if they were pinching pennies, they wouldn't be going for Otani. That's yeah. true. At the same time, though, they Rogers they have they have handed out a lot of contracts, um, but like it's going to be a huge chunk of change. Like it's probably going if you sign all three of them, it's going to be close to a billion. Dollars. Do you think it's tough with the whole? Tommy John thing that you're only really getting Otani as a bat now? No, I think his bat's valuable enough to uh, to warrant that, that money. Value you don't think he'll? Valuable? Do you think he'll ever go back to pitching? Even relieving? Maybe? I think I, that's what I was gonna say. Is I think he probably it's more likely he comes in as a reliever. Or I think closer. he could be a wicked reliever. And Terrell, you bring up the money. Like I said, few uh, about a couple months now ago, you make all that money back with all the endorsements. Yes, you're oh, they, he's yeah. he will be the biggest ticket in Canada. Yeah, superstar absolutely. wise. Yeah, absolutely. Because the Raptors don't have that. A guy, yeah. And no all the NHL guys, I mean, McDavid's about the closest one, but he's not Toronto. Yeah. So it's like the two of Canada's sports being baseball and basketball because they're the only two teams. If you're getting an Otani, he's the best player in the MLB. Yeah. yeah. That's also, definitely helping the marketing. Helping the marketing. Outside of baseball, Rodgers, you just bought out Shaw. You should have some extra money lying in your pockets. <laughs> to pay for Otani, like get it together. Worst here. thing, they'll just spike the hot dog prices up another couple. Listen, bucks. I'll pay an extra ten bucks on my cell phone bill to get Otani on the team. I'll be yeah. there in a heartbeat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah. So that that was one of the big things I have on here is that the Jays are up there with the Dodgers in terms of odds. Will it happen? I don't know. I'll cross my fingers. It'd be interesting to see him go to the Dodgers um, after being in the Angels. But. Yeah, 
uh, he's he said really that the only thing is that he wants to be on a contender, and I think if he goes to the Jays, they will instantly become a contender. I don't think there are many teams that don't become a contender when uh, Otani joins them. Like, as much as it's tough, sometimes the Yankees too. Yankees, yeah. Orioles. The Yankees. The, oh, the or if you went to the Orioles, holy. That's really that's really the one thing they're missing is like high quality. Well, that would be ridiculous. They have so many good young guys that they're, they would be. They're going to be fantastic. They they obviously disappointed in the playoffs this year, but if they got an Otani, oh my goodness, that would be ridiculous. That would be yeah. That would be exciting. Really, I just. It's. I think it's good that he is getting out of Los Angeles. I would like to see. I wonder what Trout's going to do now. Uh, I mean, he signed that big long-term deal. Uh, I don't ever understand the whole clause thing with that and how you want to leave. Especially baseball when it's it's like you're playing here until you die. It is confusing. Um, It's like if he wants to ever leave, it's weird how that process works. It's very complicated. I'd have to look more into the contract details. I don't know what his, like, trade clause is and how it works. But um, that's another guy that's like, as I soon as mind. you see your, that guy leave, LA LA is gonna on? have nothing going. For yeah, him. like um, I don't know if I want to be doing that for the rest of my career because then that just kind of discounts how good he's been in his career. Yeah, like, Trout, if he never wins anything, he already has like the playoff choker allegations because they never make the playoffs. Like, so. or will he be that guy that'll be like forty and not that great anymore, and he'll go and sign for a team that's gonna win? Yeah, just just true. cause, but I don't know. I feel like he needs to get out while he still can. Obviously, he's injury prone, so there's more of that. But you can also say Otani's technically injury prone. Send him home. Send him to Philly. They need another outfielder. Yeah, that would just um, be that's true. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll go through some of the signings quick. I'd say two of the biggest ones: uh, Sonny Gray to St. Louis on a three-year deal. That kind of shores up their rotation. That really wasn't looking good heading into the offseason. Uh, Kenta Maeda to the Tigers on a two-year deal. I think that's a underrated move. The one you mentioned earlier, uh, Luis Severino to the Mets, kind of. Across the subway there on the other side of New York to the, from the Yankees to the Mets one year. This is not the move. True. I wonder <laughs> if that was taken into consideration by him. I feel like I would if I had the chance. Um, Joey Wendell, former uh, San Diego Padre, went to the Mets on a two-year deal. And then uh, maybe the most important of them all, Blue Jays legend Paul DeYoung to the White Sox on a one-year deal. Maybe the worst baseball player I've seen in a <laughs> long time coming in <laughs> to replace Bo Bichette. I mean, he was just like abhorrent on that team. I've it was every time he went up there, you know, it was an instant out. I think he maybe had like one or two hits total in his time with the Jays. So, you know, hopefully he turns it around in Chicago because if he's your starting shortstop, good lord, you're in for a well, ride. They've obviously had a little bit of a rough go with the shortstops. Yeah, Tim there. Anderson is uh, yeah no longer on the team. So, I mean, what? they are gonna have to figure something out. Excuse my internet. What happened to him? You just do you get your Tim name? Anderson? He just hasn't been. Uh, he just fell off this year. No, I know that, but is he? Does he still he play opted, for Chicago? Opted out of his contract. Okay, so he's a free agent. Yeah. Well, which maybe, to be fair, he might be decently valuable to somebody if I'm he sure, can pick it, yeah. pick it up again. Like, yeah, I, I, I hope you he. Know, was, he used to be. He really finds good. a new home. Yeah, he was fantastic. Um, but yeah, just the power numbers fell off. The contact was still there, but uh, yeah, just not a lot of home runs. And unfortunately, home runs are very important in baseball. If you don't hit them, mm. you're a bum. So. Um, do we want to move on to the NFL quick? There really isn't that much happening in the MLB. It so. was a very slow week in the NFL. Dude, it was brutal. I don't even know if we had like a main event game last Thursday on Texans uh, Jaguars. Th- Thanksgiving. Oh, Thanksgiving. No, all the Thanksgiving no. games stunk. All two, the Seahawks. I don't remember what happened with that game. Seahawks 49ers. They must have just not showed up to their game. Which was oh, oh, you guys didn't see? The Seahawks no. got blown out. I wish I could mute you. I wish I could mute your mic. Hey, Will, your hey. mic just turned off? It's tough, boys. Everybody loses. Look at this kid. He's Sorry, on two games all year. Points? I've scored Sorry. three touchdowns in a game one time since I've been alive, I swear. 
So you got to take it with a grain of salt. Some people eh. have bad bad days, bad Ken weeks. Ken Walker's out tonight too, eh? Yeah, I saw that. Ken Walker's out. Geno Smith when is turning back to Geno Smith that we all <laughs> no, know and love. No, don't say that. Mem- don't say remember, that. Remember last week when I declared it was going to be the Sharpenay game? Oh, man. Oh, no. Well, <laughs> I, pick, I picked him up in fantasy game. too because I was like, oh, maybe we'll give him the ball. No, I was nope. hyping him up. I thought it was going to be his week, but no. Uh, we'll go to the picks here. Just go through those. Yeah. Last week, I had my lock was the Ravens over the Chargers. I'm sorry, Ali. Um, upset, I would have made the same choice. <laughs> upset, then that one did go. Upset was Buccaneers over the Colts. That one didn't go, but that was the most confident I've been in my upsets I was in a while. Say that, I would have picked that one too. The only reason I didn't pick it actually is because you picked it first. So I was like, well, I'll pick I picked else. it. So well. my last seven upsets have all bombed. So let's hope it's not We're eight. Not at number eight. Uh, Generational streak here. <laughs> uh, we, I don't, uh, game of the week was Seahawks 49ers. Mm. We're not going to talk. Uh, picks this week lock. Steelers over the Cardinals. Uh, Taylor with a fist pump there. Um, <laughs> I just want a week. Man, you guys look good without we score a, 25 points. You guys look that good without that Matt Canada offense, though. You put up Numbers there. wise, touchdown and scoring wise, we're still in that same yeah. spot. We cannot score a touchdown. But to listen, life. one thing at a time. Put but up also, the same thing. We're seven and four. Yeah. Like. That still blows my mind. We could easily be seven and four, or we could be one and ten, like yeah. the Carolina. Carolina. If yeah. we had any worse of a defense, we'd be god awful. Imagine if Joey Porter didn't pan out, that would be. Yeah. And, yeah. and if but he, again, like it's just like our offense is just so shambolic until last week. If you thought that last week's upset was going to be my best hope, this week's upset, I'm really pulling out the big guns to break this streak. Got the Philadelphia Eagles as my upset. And I couldn't believe the odds. Like, I was thinking, like, it'd be a one-point spread. They are minus three and a half. Or, yeah, it was, like, plus three and a half. Plus three and a half? Yeah, that's crazy. That is pretty crazy, actually. Yeah. That's wild. Oh, and and so I've got them beating the 49ers. Although they didn't look that amazing last week. But it's still the Eagles. It's the Eagles. That is the Eagles. That team is insane. I mean, like, Jalen Hurts are is they the not, MVP. Are no they not 10-1 and one now? Yeah, yeah they're 10 and 1. So, yeah, like that team as an underdog blows my mind. Um, now, it is against the 49ers, but still. Game of the week, Packers-Chiefs. And this is a bold prediction from me, and here's why I think this could be game of the week. The Packers are in desperation mode now. They're 5-6, and six, I believe it is, right? Um, they're game back of Seattle and uh, Minnesota for that final spot. I think they're going to be in desperation mode in this game. And I think that the Chiefs haven't... like. Yeah, record-wise, the Chiefs... They're 7-3, and three, right? Or 8-3? Eight 8-3, and, three. Eight and three, I think, now. Okay. Record-wise, they're good, but I don't think that they've been the unstoppable force Kansas City Chiefs that we've seen in the past few seasons. No. They don't look I think the same. No, they, no. Look, they look beatable. Yep. And I think a lot the, more beatable than since Mahomes it, has been in the league. It wouldn't surprise me if the Packers put a close game and maybe even squeak it out. I honestly game. thought the Lions would stomp all over them on Thanksgiving, and they didn't. Jordan Love's yeah. just turned it around again. So... Terrell, your picks? My picks. Last week, locked Cowboys over Commanders. That was a... I mean... <laughs> listen, the Cowboys... You haven't missed with the Cowboys. Three three weeks in a row. Well, listen, tonight is where that streak ends against the Seattle Seahawks. I'm just kidding. I have no faith in them. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I picked the Cowboys three weeks in a row. They didn't let me down, and, you know, good on them. They had some easy teams, and they beat up on easy teams. They put up great numbers. Uh, so that was a solid pick there. That one hit. I took Steelers over Bengals as my underdog, and that one hit. Ye freaking off. I was kind of surprised you were the underdogs in that game, but 
the odds are the odds. So although with our offense, any team has a chance. I mean, that's true. However, Jake Browning was a starting quarterback. Yeah. So that was that was my thought process. Is Steelers have a great defense? Bring Kaepernick back. True. Why not? You know. Um, and then game of the week, Seahawks 49ers. Uh, as we said, I don't remember that game happening, so I'm not sure what the outcome was. Uh, <laughs> we'll move on to week 13. Uh, this week, lock, Jags over Bengals. Kind of same mindset. Jake Browning is a starting quarterback. Trevor Lawrence is the other starting quarterback. I feel like that's really all Trevor's not been great recently, though. He, he hasn't. Had a good game last week, though. He did. Hmm. Uh, week before, though, he was not Better good. than Jake yeah. Browning. Was week before against the Niners? <laughs> uh, no, Wasn't it Broncos? I can't remember what that Either was. Either way, it doesn't but matter. Against the, against the Niners, yeah, they looked bad. Um, but, I mean, again, Jake Browning is starting quarterback for the Bengals. Underdog, Browns over Rams. Um, that Browns defense That's a weird just, one. There was yeah. this, this okay. I, I did, No, 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 I just didn't think the odds would I be was, I was, I was, I was going to pick it, and I seen you took it first. Yeah. So. I was just going to, I was going to preface, I should have started with this, is that the picks this week really just weren't, there weren't a lot of good ones. There I weren't feel a like ton we that say that every week. In. But it, like this week especially. Although there's a couple decent. For underdog, it mm-hmm. was tough. So, yeah, Browns over Rams. I just think that Browns defense is good, and hopefully. Although, Joe Flacco might be the starting quarterback for Cleveland. Said that he's confirmed today that he's backing him up. So, I guess. He's KB2, but that's because DTR is still in concussion yeah. protocol. I don't know if he's cleared yet. P.J. Walker. Uh, oh, okay. My guy. I think that you might as well run Joe Flacco out there over P.J. Walker at this point. Um, I would love to see Joe Flacco just throw for like 400 that's yards. That's what I'm saying. I need I need a comeback season from Joe Flacco. Hey, he won the Super Bowl, Bowl before. He can't be that bad. Uh, and then game of the week, Broncos-Texans. I think it's two teams that uh, we weren't really expecting to be too good coming into the season, and they both had fantastic seasons so far. Russ versus C.J. Stroud is uh, not a bad quarterback matchup, so I'm pretty excited oh. for that. A <laughs> couple of the few left because everybody yeah. else is on their backup. True. Um, all right. For me, last week uh, – Lions over Packers, we already talked about because the game had already ended last week, um, but they got smoked, so I lost that one. Uh, I lost the underdog as well. I picked the Bucks over the Colts. Um, Broncos-Browns, my game of the week, it was okay, I think, but um, yeah. Broncos won, so it wasn't a bad game, but again, nothing super exciting. Um, this week, uh, my lock is Dolphins over Commanders. Yeah. Pretty basic. Um, Dolphins are very good offensively, and the Commanders aren't great defensively anymore so i think they'll just outscore them kind of like dallas in the nba i think that's kind of the vibe that i get from the dolphins um my underdog is broncos over texans they've broncos have gone on a streak and they've beaten a lot of very good teams mm-hmm. in that streak it's not like they just came up against their easy part of their schedule mm-hmm. so um the texans i don't think are the best team that they've played in this stretch so i think Offensively, Russ is figuring it out. Cortland Sutton looked really good, has looked really good. Um, running back tandem has been quite good with McLaughlin and um, Williams. They're starting to hit their stride. Sean Payton's looking, looking really good. So as much as I'm not really a Broncos fan, they've just been more fun to watch recently. That's right. Um, yeah, yeehaw. And then obviously game of the week, Eagles-San Fran. Yeah, like I, I mean, like it's a safe bet. Not yeah. much. It more could be. It could be. be a, yeah. It could be more of a, a close. I just think they're both teams that have such high-powered offenses. It's going to be. It's this is the one that'll be a shootout. It's a playoff matchup. We say this every oh, time. I say I don't want. I. I, I, don't I but again, that. this is the one I've been most confident with. Fair enough. So I'm. I'm saying it here. It might be a thirty-plus point game on either side. Will. Uh, last week I had the Dolphins over the Jets, and my one takeaway from that is. Is Tim, Tim Boyle, Boyle better than Zach Wilson? 
No, he is not. That was horrible to watch. That uh, was egregious. That was the that was the Thursday night game? Friday. Friday. Oh yes. yeah, the black. Oh yeah, that was a weird yeah. game. Oh, gosh, it was weird. Like just like that was a put go on your phone kind Javon of game. Javon Holland yeah. with the That was Canadian. the most comedic play I've ever seen, I think, in that NFL was, history. Because that wasn't it oh it's not like back to back to back like turnovers from each team to lead up to that and then a pick six to finish it. And Boyle it wasn't close to any player on no. yet. No. Javon Holland, like, he just, like, jumped up and caught it, and there's nobody within 10 yards Returning of Returning a punt. Yeah. Literally, basically. F it. Javon Holland down there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, my upset was the Giants over the Patriots. Boom. Bang. Picking Bang. against your own yeah. team doesn't fail. No, it doesn't. And I wanted a lot. Is that, that's two wins in a row for the Giants, is it not? Yeah, because he beat the Commanders the week before. <laughs> Bagel boy. They're on a wagon. Here we yeah. go. Bagel boy. Uh, my game of the week was Ravens Chargers. Yeah, really good okay. game. It was alright. Uh, <laughs> Holy shit! Was not a great game. I can tell you that. <laughs> my lock was, or my for this week, my lock is the Chargers over the Patriots. Picking against your team again. Fair enough. Yeah, uh, <laughs> just go for it. Uh, but I'll bring that up later. Uh, my upset, same as Taylor, Broncos over Texans. I just think the Broncos are a wagon right now. They've they've been ridiculous. They're yeah, and they're. Fun to watch too. Considering the starting of the season, I could ra- I'd rather watch paint yeah. dry. Russ, they were so boring. Russ throws a stupid pass to Cortland Sutton at least once in the game. Cortland Sutton has made a couple catch. ridiculous yeah. catches this year. Yeah, like uh, that one on the sideline where it was yeah. literally like oh. a blade of grass. What was the percentage the of like completion? It was like on zero point. It was the most. I, I thought improbable. I saw something. Yeah, it was most improbable, improbable catch of, in NFL history. Mm-hmm. Crazy. And we did we did talk about that one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I remember that. I'm uh, insane. My game of the week is also Niners Eagles. I just no brainer. Like you said, we've picked these games a lot, thinking, oh, this is clearly the game of the week, and it doesn't pan out. This is the this most has confident be I've been. I will say the most confident I've been as yeah. well. I will say at the very least, it's probably like like top two teams in the NFC battling. Yeah. So that's so like, either yeah, even yeah. if it's a even if it's a low scoring game, it'll still be interesting. It's yeah. gonna tell us something. Playoff implications. I just can see. 30-plus points on either side. So, Ali's going to give us his picks as well. He's got oh, here some. we go. So, my lock is definitely Dolphins over the Commies. Um, by far, come on, Dolphins. Yeah. High-powered offense. Um, it's funny that he picked the Chargers as his lock. I'm going for the upset. I'm taking Pats over Chargers oh, as a Chargers fan. Foolish man. <laughs> two, two guys that are just uh, not very high on their teams here. <laughs> hey, you know what? I was not expecting this from the Chargers. We had an 11 and 5 season the year before. Like, yeah, I don't know what. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah. Free yeah, Herbert. Pain. Yeah, I agree. Actually, a little bit, even though it pains me to say that. And game of the week: Eagles Niners. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's fair. Yeah, that's an NFC Championship don't guaranteed. Gotta, don't gotta overthink it. No, no. So, so we're both very unconf, not confident in our teams. Yes. Why? That's why honestly he, wild that he picked Patrick Patriots. Yeah, because I, I think Zappy is the reason. starter this yeah, week. Yeah, I think Zappy's going to actually have a good game, and Brendan Staley. We have we have a noted Bailey Zappy hater in the booth. Yeah, so. <laughs> Bailey Zappy is not good, man. Yeah, well, Mac he's going up against either, a Staley defense. Yeah, so okay, that's he's going to look like prime Patrick Mahomes. Maybe this will be game of the week. Imagine yeah, Herbert. Oh, maybe. God. Yeah. Ooh. No. There we go. No, Bailey Zappy so. versus Justin Herbert. <laughs> Yikes. Uh yeah I don't know I just I have no more faith in this Patriots team. I was gonna say I I, I put you've had your years, buddy. Yeah, I yeah. put faith in them yeah. against the Commanders, <laughs> uh, and they didn't they didn't come through for me. So against the Chargers, I don't know if that's gonna happen. If we can't beat the New York Giants, yeah, we can't beat the San 
Sam yeah, true. Yeah, I think the Chargers are a little better than than the Giants. Oh, yeah. you'll be shocked. Brendan Staley, man. <laughs> I've watched this a couple of Chargers different. games. Yes, they're very weird, and we've seen the stats that literally Herbert is straight down the middle with points for and against and all that stuff. But they always have the odd game where they're just they look a lot better than they are, and they have yeah. the game where they just play down to the opponent. There's so. that one game against the Jets where it's like, oh wow, we could actually go on. A run. It's like yeah, toss a coin in the air and catch it, and you'll see what the outcome of the game. Will you be. might yeah. be able to say that this uh, Chargers defense is bad, but I promise you, the Patriots offense is, is worse. worse. Yeah. And Demario <laughs> Douglas out with concussion. And also, there's a couple so. still. The, the, there's still a couple <laughs> good players in the Chargers defense. Yeah. The, the stoppable force versus the movable <laughs> object. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We've had that a couple times on this show, and yeah. It's, as here's actually here's just something I just thought of because I was thinking about all the drops that the Chargers have had. Um, what is your opinion on Quentin Johnson? Yeah, I'm not liking it. Yeah, I'm not liking it. it Did was, you guys see the thing that Deron Bland's got more receiving yards and more touchdowns? Yes. Yeah, we could actually. You know team. what? We I was just thinking. That was another thing I was thinking about is for defensive rookie of the year voting. I mean, Deron Bland's going to be up there as well. We yeah. kind of skipped out on him. In our I kind of completely forgot about him, but he might just win it purely off of that. Off pick sixes. Was I mean, Addison selected before Johnson? Uh, it was Addison or Flowers? It was one of those two. Flowers. Because I was going to say. Zay's been good this no, I think year. Flowers was like right after. Right he was after? the next wide receiver. Okay. Right. Wasn't there like, okay. I thought it was, in Jigba was first, and then there was like three yeah. after. It him. was like, yeah, just a run of receivers. Yeah. yeah. But regardless, whoever, they could like anyone would have been better. I was not a big fan of Quentin Johnson heading into the draft. I was, a, I was more... Uh, high on JSN Flowers and Addison. Yeah, Addison was two picks after Quinton Johnson. Yeah, and he's looked fantastic. And Quinton Johnston, like, we talked about this last week because he had all those – he had that just horrible drop down the sideline. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Oh, my God. We, we could have won that game. Yeah. Yeah. And then he had that kind of uncharacteristic one from Keenan Allen. But mm-hmm. that – I like – I'd, like I'd still pick Keenan Allen. Uh, oh, like yeah. I'd bet my house on him so mossing someone over it someone was else. But now he's injured too. Yeah. Which, oh, yeah. yeah we have no Bosa, no Allen. Uh, I'm not sure if Herbert's finger's still okay, but I'm a I'm I a big proponent of uh, Justin Herbert has no help narratives because yes. he really doesn't. Yes, Austin does Eckler not. has not looked nearly as good as he has no. in the past little bit. And I even I was not high on Austin Eckler before that, but this season especially he has not looked good. He um, was injured for the first, like, four weeks. But yeah, yeah, but still, even when he has played, he hasn't looked Also, good. contract year. Like, he's been asking for that money. You're not getting that money now. Running backs don't get paid. Yeah. No. And especially when you look like – look as And what, he's 30 he now, is. isn't he? Yep. Well, close. Yes, We're getting up to it. Yeah. yeah. Your time um, is done already, buddy. Yeah. Unfortunately, as a running back, yeah, once you get up 28, 27, 28, 29, it's like, yeah, you're probably not getting that second contract. Um, Yeah, I mean, like I said, you know, free Herbert. Get him in a – we said, you know, put him on, put him in Miami. I yeah. would give you oh. so much for Herbert in Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd be so good yeah. for Pittsburgh. Anywhere. He would be anywhere. You got, yeah. I don't know. Kenny, I mean, Kenny's just not the guy. God, he sucks. He's in the same. He's in the same. I'm in the same vein with quarterbacks as, as well as I don't know. the Patriots. I think Kenny Pickett at least still has a little bit of. He has a little. Maybe with the whole potential. change yeah. now. Last week, sure. Mac Jones just, has shown more Mac than Kenny Pickett Jones has, is, though. That's, but yeah. yeah, his rookie until this year. Yeah, and then it's been bad. But again, Kenny Pickett, besides last week, hasn't been good either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's relying so heavily on his defense. And if we get any more key injuries to our defense, we're done too. Yeah, we just keep getting like a middle linebacker gets injured, and the next middle linebacker has a great game, and then the middle line, like it's just like it seems that we're just getting lucky with our practice squad and guys showing up. But yeah. I don't know. I take I take Herbert off your hands. 
For sure. I, I want to keep him. I want to build oh, something Oh, I think you need him, to build something around yeah. him, too. I don't think he it deserves to great. leave because I don't think it's his fault at yeah. all. But Yeah, I just – the whole Justin Herbert isn't good narrative is kind of annoying to me because it's very clear that he is if you watch any football games. Yeah. Kind it's of definitely never we his have fault. the talent the, to contend, right? It's just building a team around him, and I think Staley needs to go. So Especially many, after that Jaguars collapse. Yeah. Like, he should have been out the door after that. I'm sorry, you do not blow what was a 28-point lead. Yeah. Yeah. There's And then I think a lot of, like, free agent signings on defense have kind of been swings and misses. J.C. Jackson was obviously oh God, horrible, yeah. and now is back in New England. Still uh, bad. Yeah. <laughs> Khalil Mack really hasn't lived up to. He kind of had. Although he, had he's, that, he hasn't been no, playing he's awful. He's been pretty good. He's second in sacks this year. But he had that He had that one week. Well, who was it against? Was it Aiden O'Connell where he had four oh. or five sacks? Six. Six. So yeah, that's, like, that's all right. of his sacks right. on the year. Even um, still, I wouldn't say he's he's not bad. bad. No. He's not nearly as he's bad as Jason Jackson is, obviously. Yeah, I would say um, he's still worth it. And, but Eric Hendricks hasn't been good. Yep. So it's like there's just so many like they have a lot of big names on that defense. But then Joey Bosa, who's a great player, has yep. been injured a lot. They just have so many key pieces and like big names on the defense that don't come through. Yeah, and even um, offense-wise, no Mike Williams. Yeah. No Keenan Allen. Well, Again, no and Allen I feel out. like the Mike Williams Keenan Allen thing is not going to last much longer. No, it's not. No, no Keenan's not. already getting up there. Yeah. Yeah. They're both getting old. They're both slower receivers, which is just not the thing That's anymore. That's why you needed a good young receiver, and we selected Quinton Johnson. Quinton Johnson was I mean, like the exact. I believed opposite. in him. I believed in him coming into the draft. I'm like, okay, you know what? Prove it. But Addison was but right there. Y- Addison like, would have been perfect. Addison, even Flowers. I yeah. wanted one flowers. of the two sl- short, fast slot receivers. You already had a Quentin, jo- well, a better Quentin Johnston in Mike Williams. Mm-hmm. They kind of had that same archetype. Um, so I don't know why they took Quentin Johnston. I guess they were just like big receivers. They're gonna pan out, but mm. yeah, Addison would have slotted in so nicely in that oh, offense yeah. as like a third guy. Mm. I don't know, man. The Vikings need a quarterback, man. Yeah. I oh, mean, you have yeah. Justin Jefferson and Addison now. They can't like, like yeah. Oh, yeah. Can't it's it tough. I, I feel bad for Josh Dobbs. I think the guy doesn't get a chance to sit there and learn. The astronaut, man. I'm a second. The astronaut, yeah. That that ship crashed. Yeah, that was really that was tough. That's too bad. That was, that was a really that was might have I this might be a worst game of the year. I'm it was gonna say bad. yeah. Four interceptions. I, I kept looking Bears? at the score and I watched a little bit and I kept looking. I was like, I'm turning this off. Yeah, we were at the game and that was like, yeah. how do you throw four interceptions against the Bears? That's yeah. insane. I, I mean, Truman. besides that, it's pretty crazy what he's done with the short amount of time that he's oh, had yeah. to learn. He, you can't really blame him for being bad on a team he's played and lived for like three weeks. But yeah, I think yeah. I think he has to just keep getting traded from team to team because he plays good for like three. Just weeks. Just eighteen different teams. Yeah. Yeah. Create a Shaq on the, uh, Shaquille O'Neal, the Rebo. rainbow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he just he has to keep going to new places because as soon as he gets there for too long, that's when it starts to fall apart. Same thing with the Cardinals. So mm. send him somewhere new quick. Cardinals, I can't blame him either because he just didn't have anybody. No, no, that's no. Right. Beat the Cowboys and then yeah, those kind of hit. Yeah, um, for but uh, sorry, go for it. You can. I was gonna talk about uh, the Bears, but if you okay, I was else. gonna say the Vikings are currently at the twentieth overall pick. Uh, just checking Tankathon, and in their mock draft, they have them taking Michael Penix. That could no. uh, interesting. I said no. I said no. Penix is gonna no. be good. He needs no. to come to Seattle. Stay in the Pacific Northwest. Michael Penix. Yeah. You, you guys are getting JJ McCarthy. At we need someone at yeah, quarterback. JJ McCarthy. That would be bad. We need someone at. Quarterback. I think Penix. I think Penix would be good. Somehow Bo Nix drops. Yeah, I don't know if you'll fall. That. There are, I think there are a lot of quarterbacks that will be okay. I don't know LSU Jalen Daniels. I don't I was know gonna why say he's going to go. Is another guy. That well, guy is ridiculous. I think he might be the. I this might sound crazy. I think he's going to be the best quarterback out of that draft. No, I can see that. Caleb. I well, think he's going to be better than Caleb. We talked about this earlier, but both Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison Jr. have both kind of talked about, especially out this with draft. that toxic behavior. That's, 
Uh, yeah, but would like not not getting drafted because you know that you're gonna go to a bad team. That's tough, buddy. That's how it works. I mean, I guess, but it's I, the Bears. That was, we've, yeah, we've heard. A I'm lot not of, saying I'd want to play for the Bears either, but you got to realize, hey, everybody wants you, you want to play, and you defer, and then the Bears are bad again, and you still go to the Bears. But the Bears, the reason that they have the first overall pick is because the Panthers. They wouldn't be yeah. picking number one. They'd be yep. they're four now. Yeah, I think they're four. four. Yeah. So what would okay Carolina? They're not going to go to Carolina either because Carolina's not going to pick him because they already have Bryce Young. And that Bryce Young deal is looking bad yeah, so far. I, mean, I understand like Bryce Young. You need to give him some assets. Like you need to give him. You yeah, when Adam Zealand is your number one. Yeah, exactly. I I but. just think Jalen Daniels is potentially going to pan out better. Yeah, I I could see uh, that too. I could. I think he's I think he's got a lot of upside, but I think Caleb and he'll probably end up falling into a better situation that might make him look better too yeah, to start true. whereas but Caleb Williams is going to go to a team that's going to be bad if if yeah. but if he goes to the Bears you can say at least he has like a number one receiver in DJ Moore at the very least he has unless, that. unless he denies it I just don't Which, I just again, don't think that's what I'm happen. saying that would look so bad on his part yeah. I just don't think that'll happen like who's that rumor from like what's the source on that league hey. sources no, I, don't know. <laughs> I guess <laughs> so. It's quote. It's quoted. So maybe it was him that he said it somewhere. I don't know. An anonymous source has said it's like. I just. I just. I don't know. I think he, I'm not gonna be surprised if he is the best. I'm just saying it would be. It won't surprise me either if Jalen Daniels has a better. Yeah. Career. I mean, he's got better stats all around. He's also in a better offense on a better team in general. I think at LSU, and we've talked about the you USC think so? team. Yes, the USC team and how bad, like historically bad, their defense is. Mm. Like, but I, I think you have to just – I don't think you always have to look at, like, record and stuff like that. I think you just need to look at him on offense with his offense. Yeah, and He's I also LSU got one of the better team. receivers in the league – or in, in this class Jay too, Daniels. right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, neighbors. neighbors. Yeah. yeah, that's true. And, you, yeah, USC doesn't have a guy like that. Mm. I just – I think Caleb is going to be, like, the consensus number one over guy. I think Drake May is going to be up there. I think J.J. McCarthy is going to be up there. So you think those two guys are better than him too? Jaden yeah. Daniels? I See, here's the thing is I don't want to say anything because I really haven't watched, like, a ton of film on anybody. Mm-hmm. But – I, think I just think McDaniel's has got a cannon for an arm. Oh yeah, and he moves like Lamar Jackson. He's he's very athletic, and I think guys like that, you know, if they do get put in a good situation, I think they can pan out very well. Mm-hmm. But um, and I hope it does because I love quarterbacks like that, like just athletic. Oh, they're way more cannons. exciting to watch. Yeah, athletic. and I think that and NFL in a few years is going to be all that. All that, and I hope so. And you know, if Jane Daniels, you know, falls to around the Seahawks, if they can pick him up, I'm not going to be mad. I about wouldn't it. be. I would put that guy so, as your starter in a heartbeat. Yeah. So, like. And I think that there are a lot of like top guys at the top of the uh, top of the first round that'll be good, and then like mid-level first-round guys, and like. But again, I think Penix. Penix oh, I can't say his name properly. <laughs> Taylor, no. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, him, that guy from Washington. I think he could easily pan out as being one of the best in the draft class yeah, too. He so. looks ridiculous, and I've watched but a couple Washington games this year, and he looks. That, and he's lefty. That yeah, that's Ooh. true. Big big plus because they look cooler throwing the ball. They look cooler throwing the ball, and it's. The the age old thing it's harder to play defense against a lefty for some reason because um, there's like Cause one they're in the weird at all times yeah they're weird so it's hard for positioning yeah, it's yeah. like trying to block a shot in basketball against a lefty it's harder yeah. Yeah. you don't see it coming yeah so I don't I know thought he was throwing with his right hand <laughs> no. there's 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 three guys that I think will be the top three and I think it's him Drake May you think Drake May's in the top three yeah he I is think right it's now Did no you? but I think after all said and done yeah. I don't think preview I think it'll be Daniels, Williams, Drake May, or Penix. Uh, I think Drake May is still going to be up there. Oh, so not like who's getting drafted one, two, three, but like There's no. I think who will who be will best. end okay. up the best okay. three quarterbacks from this draft will be them three. I think it does depend on. The and situation, I think Bo Nix is in there too. 
Yeah. As much as he's kind of a Stetson Bennett, Joe Burrow sitch. He's a 40 or he's a second rounder right now. Yeah. I just think potentially he could pan out. The one thing I wanted to just double check on is I believe, and I think I've said this before, I believe Penix is the guy that had uh, just like multiple ACL injuries and like season ending ACL injuries. Mm -hmm. He's had like eight. It's like an absurd ACL injuries? Just injuries. That oh, four, have been bad. Michael Penix Jr. has a four season end with injuries. It says here. I'm just reading. So he's in his fifth year. Uh, I'm just plus a COVID year, so he's in his. He's yeah, thirty. Like uh, injury number three was a second ACL tear. How old is he? Uh, I think he's same age as Bonex, so 25? 24, 25? What? Okay, maybe not then. Oh no, he. Can, eh, I don't know. I'll have to double check. I don't want to be wrong. It'll also be interesting to see sorry. who goes who goes to the national championship too, and all these quarterbacks. Yeah. Because Caleb Williams is already out for the count. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they perform on, like, the biggest biggest of stages. Mm-hmm. But um, you also, I guess, you have to take strength of schedule into account as well. I don't think stuff. Bears are worrying about their quarterback being good in the big stages. No. They no, they're, they're taking Caleb right? Williams. I'm not, I'm not trying to argue that Caleb Williams is not the number one pick because he is. My, my argument is who's going to be better yeah, in yeah, their yeah. career. Yeah, I mean. Or we could see it where. Caleb Williams is consensus, and he is the best, like like a Stroud, and I just ends up running up, going crazy. His his talent. Here's here's what I'll say. I think it's. Do you think he's going to be better than Stroud? Uh, that's tough. But also, like Stroud's rookie season hasn't come. It's like not as good as Herbert's was, as good as it is. Herbert yeah, had that's a true. Rookie season. It's true. Um, but he, I, I feel like Herbert maybe had a little bit more coming into. Not it. really. That this Chargers, the Chargers had really haven't had a good like offensive structure for a long time. They had just more like veteran. Nope. Yeah. But so. I feel like, look at look at Stroud's best favorites, Tank Dell, who's a rookie. Tank Dell, Nico Collins has been great. Noah mm-hmm. Brown's been great. Again, Nico Collins, I did. I maybe I'm ignorant. I didn't know who Nico Collins was before this year. He, I didn't. He's either. never been. He's never been as good as he is now, but he has been solid. Yeah. All I'm saying is like Stroud came in, and did had a lot of question marks coming from a team oh, that yeah. won what two games last year. Yeah, absolutely. I like so. not going to argue and say that the mm-hmm. Texans were like some super. Team and I feel like there. maybe Caleb Williams could follow that with the whole Bears situation. Maybe. Or um, I don't know. I just – here's what I think. I think it is good that you could make an argument for there being lots of top-tier quarterbacks in this draft because lots of teams need quarterbacks, and the more good quarterbacks are in the league, the better. I hope the Steelers take a quarterback. That's all i got to say. You'll be sticking with Kenny Pickett for the next 15 years, bub, and you'll be happy about it. Maybe he'll turn out into Big Ben number two. <laughs> well, I don't know if you want exactly Not exactly Big everything Big I'll Ben I'll take Big did. Ben for the first 10 years of his career. Well, maybe not that either. Uh I think Will and I are on the same page. Yeah, I registered okay. it. Too. I don't understand. Well, understand, this but. is something that has to be talked about off air. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, I guess we'll briefly touch on Seattle. That was awful last week. How about that uh, JSN catch I made up in my memory though? That because the game didn't that was happen. that was the only thing that was good for you. In the whole that was that the was only positive. Well, Jordan Brooks pick six. Another thing I imagined in my head. Um, I would say that um, JSN's looked a lot better recently. Yeah. yeah, I think Pete's finally given him they some gotta, chances. They just got to give him touches. It's really he's going to be really good. I I, I think I think he's so. going to be Tyler Lockett two I think he's just that reliable. Yeah. Um. Hopefully. Yeah. Seahawks Eagles next week is now a Monday Getting, night game. Yeah. Will, uh, unfortunately, it is impressive. The Patriots are so bad that Patrick Mahomes got flexed out of a primetime game. That's how bad the Patriots are. No, I wanted to see my team lose on a Monday. <laughs> Well, now they we, lose on a Thursday. <laughs> well, now we get to watch our team lose on a Monday. Yeah. So yeah, well, instead of you getting to watch your team lose, we do instead. So um, okay. you can take solace in that. I'll take that. Yeah. 
do you want to talk Jalen Hurts here? Yeah, I think we can. I just I think that I'm not high on him as a. I think he's a great quarterback. I just this MVP, the whole race has kind of been just not as good as it has been in past years. There really isn't like a runaway is guy. This, is this where like because we talk, had the discussion last week about MVP? Is this where you give it to a receiver or running back like a Tyree Kill or a Christian McCaffrey? Like, is this the year Christian finally? McCaffrey should be the MVP? He could, I agree. Yeah. He's stats wise, but it's ahead. it's just it's a quarterback award. That's, that's what we were just about. Part. We talked about last week. Yeah, right? it's always a quarterback. If you're not a quarterback, then you're not winning. You're the not award. winning it. But yeah. even though it's, I think it's Christian almost McCaffrey it's has it's been the like player. the Heisman for the yeah. most part. Yeah. No, I agree for sure with what Ellie just said. Like McCaffrey, I think should be the one to get it. The the point that I think that I have is that if you are like a receiver or a running back and you're in talks for MVP, you won't win it. But the fact that you're even in talks shows that you probably should have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just think like having that many games in a row with a touchdown is ridiculous. Yeah. 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 The yards, he's over a thousand already. And think of that 49ers offense. McCaffrey's the best player on that oh, offense with Honestly, so many yeah. guys that are. And everyone called it an overpayment. Right. Yeah, yeah. I honestly based yeah. purely on injury but, troubles. Yeah, but like that's what I was going to say. Knock on wood, he hasn't had really anything. He's missed one game this that? year. Yeah, he's a machine, and I just he's... think they can't overlook him that much because mm-hmm. I I don't think like yes, there's all quarterbacks are good that are in the race right now, but there's not been one guy that's been like holy smokes. Yeah. yeah. So I just think that's another reason why, like, the Lamar. Years was nuts. The Mahomes' yep. years have all been nuts. This year, there hasn't been a quarterback that's, that's had as nuts yeah. of a year, so I don't know why McCaffrey's not. He should yeah. be winning it. Considering yeah. the quarterback play hasn't been as elite as some of the other years, but they're just going to take it because Hurts has an 8 and 1 record. 10 and 1. Yeah. 10 and 1 record, sorry, whatever. He's having yeah. a good year on the record yeah. sheet. The, the one thing that I wanted to say about the Eagles is they're 10 and 1, and I was looking for a tweet. They have. Oh man, did I lose it? Oh, no, I found it again. Okay. Uh, they have like the lowest point differential of any ten and one team since the nineteen seventy six Raiders with a sixty four positive point differential, and the twenty twenty two Eagles are one two three four five sixth on the list with a plus eighty seven point differential. So they're like winning close games a lot, but just not by a lot of points. And this is kind of like the Vikings last year where they were scraping out close games. Um, Gi- the Giants last year, a lot of their yeah, games were pretty true. close. But. Um, I think Jalen Hurts is going to win it just because it's, like I said last week, good team, led good quarterback. As long as you put up somewhat decent stats, that's really the recipe you need to win an MVP. Put it this way. I think if Jalen Hurts and the Eagles were like 8-3, uh, and three, then, yeah, maybe some I think McCaffrey argument. wins it. Yeah. I think it's a shame that Christian McCaffrey can have this good of a season and potentially not get an award out of it. Yeah, like, if Tyree Kill breaks 2,000 yards, I think I think he's got offensive. Yeah. 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 Which, again, is sad. Yeah, because Christian McCaffrey is having... Fantastic season. He might finish with close year. to 2,000 yards rushing. Well, McCaffrey's yeah. going to have the Lombardi trophy at the end of the year, so I'm much afraid. No, much. no, I'm afraid that's not going to happen. The 49ers will <laughs> if never If you say the Seattle Seahawks year. right now, Clayton, <laughs> Gino I Smith. swear, I swear. Uh, Baltimore Ravens. Oh. Yeah, I'd rather that Without take. Mark I thought you were about Andrews? to say Seattle Seahawks. No, no, why would I say Seattle Seahawks? It just can't be the Niners. I may be biased, but I'm not delusional. Like, guys, I don't know. Yeah, I thought Texans that's what you were saying. Boy. I thought that's Actually, what you were going to say. Hang on a second. I'm not biased because of what I said earlier. But yeah, exactly. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you may not. I be thought you were about to yeah. drop that, and I was like, "Oh man, Gino Smith Super Bowl MVP." I was like, coming. "I'm sorry." But. We're running the table, folks. It starts this. It starts tonight against the Cowboys. Again, I wouldn't be surprised if San Francisco won, though. Yeah. 
at all. Yeah. And I and I would take that because I think they're really good. As much yeah. as you guys don't like them, they're fun. They're still yeah. fun to watch. I like fun no, they're football not. Teams. They beat my football team, and I don't like when they do that. I wish they didn't. I don't either. I, hey, Baltimore beat my football team before. It doesn't mean I don't think they're yeah, an Baltimore interesting team to watch. Yeah, Baltimore also beat the Seahawks. So they beat the brakes off the Seahawks. Have they beat all of our teams this year? Baltimore? We Have they played, played the Patriots? Them. Oh. Yeah, Baltimore beat. Not yet. Oh. <laughs> Not yet. We can always count for. <laughs> so another thing I was looking at is I didn't even realize this. We got another uh, armchair athlete Civil War game coming up between the Steelers and the Patriots. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Ooh. If we lose time. that game. Man, That'll be brutal. That's Jersey bet game. That Ooh, is. Okay. I like that. The other thing is, I think we, there's a Seahawks Steelers game, which is another. We got another. Yeah. Multiple Civil War that's games. That's at the end up. of the gauntlet here. Yeah. So, so interesting. Interesting. The final boss, some might say. Yeah. The, I, don't, I fear the Seahawks will not beat the Mike Tomlin led Steelers. Whatever magic they can pull, it's coming out that way. I, I, he's the best coach in NFL history because he's caused, yep. he has the. He has, he always has bad off. He's had a bad offense for a couple of years now, and he still finishes 500 plus. Just somehow, just magically, just pulls it out of wherever. Who knows what he does to get those? But, okay, he's not, that was a rough take. That's not what I meant to say. My best NFL coach. Yeah, I was gonna say Bill Belichick is probably that. the best. Got to say, okay, we got so many. But I'm saying, like, based on what he has for the past few years since they won a Super Bowl, it's impressive. As of it's right pretty now, impressive that yeah. we have the record we have. Yeah. I would say, as of right now, Mike Tomlin's the best coach. Yeah, this year. This year, I think so too. Yeah. As considering we had the worst offensive coordinator in the league, yeah, yeah, we have the best defense, yeah, one of the best defenses. Don't disrespect Matt Canada like that, my goat. And and we're at uh, we're at, we're leading the North, tied uh, yeah. tied for leading the North. No, uh, that's Baltimore's so up. shocking. Is it still by one? Oh yeah, I think uh, it's they're Baltimore. nine and three. Either way, but no, the we've scored. Fifty under twenty points, like four games. I mean, were the Steelers even supposed to be here? I was gonna say, even the fact that you guys are absolutely not second in the AFC North is impressive on its on its own. Yeah. So I mean, I was confident we'd finish with a plus five hundred record because Tom has never finished with a low five lower than five (laughs) hundred. That's the easiest bet every year. But I honestly thought we'd be like a one game over five hundred into the season kind of team max. Hey, you could still get there. Don't count yourself out too early. You could still finish only one game above five hundred. That's fine. I'd still take that as a dub. (laughs) Fair enough. So. Um, Getting towards the end of the episode here, I think we can talk Rogers next week because I think there's going to be more information come out over the true, week. True. Um, this might be the most miraculous injury comeback in a long time. I think we'll talk Bills here just to just quickly. Yeah. Yeah, because we talked about the Eagles, so yeah, might as well. I think Josh Allen played a pretty good game despite the loss. Uh, that picky yeah. throw again, he had a rough one, but I think that was also just a pretty good play by Bradbury. Um, I'm still a Josh Allen truther. I'm a big fan of him still. Um, he makes his mistakes, but recently, in the last two weeks especially, he hasn't made a lot of mistakes that have really been his fault. Yeah, and just outside of Stephon Diggs on that offense, it's kind of rough, especially that rushing game. Um, that that Bills team, that defense is just – it's been so disappointing. He can't yeah. win an overtime. Man, either. that's so funny, though. He cannot win an overtime to save no. his life. As much as that sucks for the guy, that's so funny. It is funny. Like, and it's yeah. always every – it's the same thing every single time. Charge down the field – mess up in the red zone. The other team charges down the field. They get two stops, and you're like, oh, they'll get the ball back. doesn't matter. Nope. Have you, did you touchdown. see, did you watch the last play where Jalen Hurts scored that right? That was the yeah. easiest touchdown I've ever seen. Uh, what's his name? It. The former Packer, Rasul Douglas? Like, the worst, maybe one of the worst tackle attempts I've ever so seen. So much open room. <laughs> if, yeah. if you, I, if you I don't know if they just didn't it. see it coming. They thought he was going to roll. I thought he was going to roll to the right and just I, throw a little pass. I, like, if you haven't seen the that final play of that game, I want you to watch it and watch... I think it was who's the other safety? Is it Poyer? Yeah, it's yeah. Poyer. 
I think it was Jordan Poyer and Rasul Douglas on that play. The two tackle attempts that they made were like two of the worst I have ever seen in an NFL game, and it was to like save the game. It would be like if you had a running back just like trip and fall over to lose a game. It was like that level of. I've bad. seen it before. I'm a Steelers <laughs> fan. <laughs> True. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I'm gonna have to rewatch it because it was just like next level horrific. Yeah. Um, tough. And I thought Russell Douglas was a good pickup for them. I thought he'd be fine. He's a he's gambler. not he's not bad. He, he had a pick in the last game, and yeah. he's I think he's made a couple deep like he's still playing decent. He's defense. not terrible, just, but just that tackle. Like I'll yeah, see if bad. I can try and find it. I'll try and find it. It was video. real bad. Anything else? Not that I can think of. Thank you, Ali, for coming on the course, show today. We really appreciate me. it. Thank you. Um, I think tune into the Armchair Athletes once again next. Thursday at 4 o'clock p.m. live on cmru.ca. And if you miss the show, you have no excuse not to listen to it. We're on Spotify and Apple Podcasts now and cmru.ca. Run the gauntlet. Podcast. Yeah. Again, ah, <laughs> TikTok. I couldn't, I couldn't run the gauntlet. TikTok no, at Armchair Athletes. Instagram at The Armchair Athletes. Twitter at Chair Athletes. And YouTube, I don't know if our at matters, but it's at Armchair Athletes 196. Or at, at The Armchair, Armchair gotta, Athletes 196. we got to come up with a meaning for the 196. you got to think of something. I'm sure. Um, we'll, we'll figure something. I was going to say something, but you guys would love The most yards Kenny Pickett's thrown in his career. No. <laughs> uh, never mind. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Um, yeah, I mean... Uh, Thanks for tuning in again this week, the Armchair Athletes. Uh, we appreciate you listening in. Uh, have a good night. Thanks, Thank everybody. You. Bye.